Today on the Little Dum Dum Club, a brand new episode with guests Adam Knox and Guy Montgomery. The Little Dum Dum Club is on Patreon. If you would like to support us and get a whole bunch of extra bonus content, you can, can't you, Carl? Certainly can. If you go to uh, patreon.com slash little dum dum club, you'll hear all about that in the back end of the show when we do our little segment called Talking Dum Dum. But we've got a great show ahead of you before that. Yeah, enjoy this one with Adam Knox and Guy Montgomery. Mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow, and with me, as always, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Well, I'm not with you. I mean, obviously, we don't want the police storming into uh, into into podcast headquarters, uh, uh, given that you, you're stating that I'm literally with you. I am down the line. I'm down the line. I'm a correspondent on the show this week, Tommy Yes, Dasselow. yes, yes. We have such a good connection that I feel as if I could reach out and touch you mm. at any given moment, but that's just the mind playing tricks. It's not actually yeah. true. Don't dob us in. Don't call the police on us. Um, don't go, I'm listening to a podcast right now. Yeah, we're both at our own respective uh, houses and we're both having individual parties with 10 or more people. We're not actually yes. in the same room as each other. We haven't turned into a, a huge party of 20 plus people, okay? <laughs> yep. So don't yep. drop us in. We've just got these boutique little 10 people parties, okay, guys? Yes. So uh, you and I are, of course, talking over Zoom, but uh, joining me in the exact same room as me right now are oh our two God. guests on today's episode, <laughs> <laughs> Adam Knox and Guy Montgomery. Yay. Oh, thank you. Nice to physically be here. Absolutely. It is so nice. It, it was some trouble to uh, get across the Tasman due to the lack of, <laughs> uh, you know, airline options, but I've made it. I'm in Melbourne <laughs> and, you know, uh, I've got a few regrets. I don't know how I'm going to get back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jacinda, I just, Jacinda Redern was a little bit stricter about travel and, and things like that than just letting one person out to do a podcast. Yeah, she's furious. I mean, obviously, uh on my head be it, but yeah, I sort of flouted all of the isolation regulations that are in place here in New Zealand to dip my toes in the ocean and swim across the Tasman. I'm absolutely knackered. I'm in big trouble back home, but my God, nothing's going to get in the way of me and an appearance on this, the worst podcast on the internet. <laughs> You'd be fine at the moment as long as you look up a YouTube video about how to fly a plane and there's like 50 unused virgin planes just sitting there on the tarmac for you. If you want to crawl into one, no one's going to notice. 50 unused virgin planes, literally. Nice. I like what you're doing. Yeah, there. that's what you get if you, if you you commit an act of terrorism that kills yourself. <laughs> should we, Carl, should we make an offer on one of these virgin planes? Get a get a for when this all, you know, clears up, then we we can we can Iron Maiden style, we can have our official dum dum jet oh. that we fly between interstate gigs. That just goes to interstate and to Koh Samui and that's it. <laughs> that would be amazing. You don't even need to go to Koh Samui. Put a podcast festival on a plane. That's what the people want. Oh yeah. International yeah. skies. You can do whatever you mm. need to. You can start talking about all those podcast subjects you, you never discuss on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally, finally the gloves are off on this show. You'd Great. have not Noxy and I in the cockpit with a laptop between us trying to desperately absorb how to land the thing. <laughs> we don't need to know how to land. Just kick them all out. Buy enough parachutes. Extra, extra, extra large parachutes for <laughs> all the Dum Dum fans. Just, just, say enough, just say enough fuck stuff that motivates us never to want to land anywhere. We just go yeah. fuck it. We'll just fly into the sun. And the good thing is, you know, as a podcast that has frequent tech problems, we've got the black box recording backing it up. 
better than any Zoom recorder <laughs> could ever do uh, back on yeah. land. So, yeah, this is seeming like the best idea we've ever had. I, I have I have done stand-up on a plane. I talked about it years and years ago, um, but I have, I have done stand-up on a plane before, and the, I don't the think fuck? I've talked about this element of it. Um, <laughs> so I got booked through someone I know that may work for an airline company. <laughs> there may be a bit of... Uh, Bit of nepotism, or not? What? No, nepotism is when you're related to someone, isn't it? No, that's when you fuck kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think nepotism is when you fuck your own kids. I think what Carl's describing <laughs> is it, it, could, it, uh, it could be described. This guy as, should be fucking anybody's the most worthy kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's better than fucking someone else's kid, surely. Like, that's rude. <laughs> Depends whose perspective you're looking yeah. at it from. I, I actually think it's all a bit of a moot point from the kid's perspective, but, I mean, Carl, <laughs> I admire your attempt at enforcing ethics. <laughs> Well, having said that, that's coming from someone who's flouting uh, uh, the laws of staying inside in New Zealand. Uh, so, you know, it's not, it's pretty rich coming from you, mate. The, it, you, we're both lawbreakers, so what does it really matter? You know yeah. what I mean? That was the thing that people um, were mad about with George Pell is that he was outside, not that yeah. he... <laughs> <laughs> There's too many people in that church. That was the real problem. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Um, so the, the the deal was I I got a I got a gig there was I think there was, it was Pete Helly it was Tommy Little so some some big name brands um, mm. performing and then there was me the the one where everyone was like how did this guy get the gig and it's like mm. well he may be sleeping with the person who books the gig so anyway um, which again was my girlfriend not a child let's get that clear so um, <laughs> this guy's I... travelling in his pajamas that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was it wasn't quite back in those days but. Um, so I I did the gig and I I basically bombed on the gig, which is it's that's that's next level. It's one thing to to go bad at a corporate gig, but I did badly in a gig where people were like trying to walk out but they couldn't. I was I was on a plane. <laughs> right. it, it was it was it was terrible. But then the the, the sweet and it, like Pete Helly was like looking at me going. Like it was, it was Pete Helly and Tommy Little in the front row, just looking at me, and I'm already bombing in front of this whole, you know, uh, uh, plane full of people. And then Hellier and Little in the front row, just looking at me, just going, "Oh my god!" Just like right in front of me, basically in business, just going, "No." Do you remember the particulars of what material was doing really poorly? Like I, I know the <laughs> feeling. You wouldn't know this to look at me or hear me talk because obviously I'm on the money a hundred percent of the time. But I've done poorly on stage before. Yep audience's fault mm. and i just remember the visceral feeling of sort of knowing where the jokes were going to end and being like well they're not going to laugh at that and just i get quite sweaty mm. on my back when that happens can you put us in the pocket with you yeah. what jokes are you laying out there for everyone that are just absolutely caking it um oh look it's hard to pick just one um <laughs> <laughs> that's like having to choose it's your like favorite child favorite that you want child. to fuck. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, this is the one I do. This is the one I do remember. I, you know when you're doing a bad gig and then you're going, "Oh, I better reach into the back pocket for some, you know, surefire hits." You know, the stuff that always works. <laughs> that's 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 what I did at one stage. So I it's go so good because knowing the end of the anecdote. And that this is what you're doing inside of the anecdote makes it so much more grim. <laughs> yeah. So I go, I go. Um, uh, there was a joke I used to do that went like this. Uh, I, so I'm going bad. I'm getting the sweats. I'm going. Oh no! And you know, it's not a good room for comedy because it's a very long, <laughs> thin room. You want the opposite. 
You're the opposite. <laughs> it's not a room for comedy. It's a play. <laughs> and and also, it's not. It's like you know what you're doing. You it's it's not a like a proper mic. It's like the little stewardess <laughs> mic thing. Yeah, you know, the, like the no, the cord. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. The telephone. It's like, and it's not even like a normal telephone. You got to put it upside down. You know, you got to use oh. an upside down telephone, and the cord and is if, about like a foot long. If people it's, want it's to heckle you, they've used... got a little. They've got a little button right there. They can just push, and <laughs> yeah. they get their turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, bad room for comedy. The, the trolley's halfway down. People are wondering, <laughs> you know, trying to decide whether they want Pringles or Coke or whatever it is. Um, so I'm going no good. Uh, and then I remember, I think we've covered this slightly on the show before, years and years ago, but I remember I pulled out of the back pocket, I go, oh, this, this joke always always kills. And the joke was, uh, I wonder if brothels have tight-ass Tuesday. And if they do, I wonder if it's cheaper or more expensive. And <laughs> it goes well at clubs, late-night clubs. That joke would go well, right? But in this gig, I just looked up and went, oh, that's right, it's 8 a.m., and people are like, fucking what? Well, and also, Carl, people can't relate. People can't relate because they're in the air and there are no brothels in the air. Oh, right. You have to be in a brothel to get that joke. Yeah, you're talking right. about a chain overseas that people don't have. You know, you've got to do your local <laughs> research about the environment that you're in. It's not many comedians who could suck the air out of a pressurized room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was, um, I was, I remember doing that joke, and it's still getting nothing. And you know the thing where you're doing a bad gig, and you're pulling things forward into the gig, <laughs> into your set. So you're, you're you're bringing better stuff forward, and then right. all of a sudden you're doing your best stuff, and then there's you go, oh, I've got nothing but shit coming up after this stuff that's bombing. I've got worse <laughs> stuff than this coming up. And I remember looking down at Helia, and Helia just had gone white. <laughs> Helia just was like was panicking for me. Like, just going, why is this guy doing, like, blue material at 8am? <laughs> and just for a bit of context, just so people know, this flight, so this flight, the the ticket was sold to punters, or was it a competition? Like, so people got on this plane knowing that stand-up, that this was the kind of the point of the flight. Oh, it was, no, it was like a surprise, I believe, which is the worst, a surprise oh. comedy gig. On an 8am flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whose initiative is yeah. this? This is yeah. This is bad. <laughs> the worst idea. <laughs> <laughs> so We've got to pull something out of the back pocket to to keep Anset going. <laughs> we need <Yeah. laughs> the joke that sunk Anset. <laughs> so they're gonna love it. This is gonna be great. United ninety three comedy is gonna go off. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're you're on this eight AM flight, you're sitting there, some dishevelled looking man gets up, takes control of the yeah. like talkie system from the flight attendant and just starts speaking into it. You're yeah. like I've got a few I've got a few things I want to get off my chest, yeah. folks. You're thinking, Oh my god, we're all gonna die. September twelfth, two thousand and one. <laughs> <laughs> and launched their live stand up on a flight initiative. <laughs> Opened by Carl Chan. Uh, yeah, it's like, how, how did this guy smuggle such a big bomb onto this plane? 
<laughs> People going, it's a shame we've only got plastic cutlery on this thing because I want to yeah. fucking open a vein hearing this shit. Carl's got to hand over all his notebooks when he's boarding flights now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're always packing me down looking in my pockets for thick little yeah. books that I've written in during yeah. walk. Why, why, why is this dog sniffing my pockets so hard? Oh, he can smell dog shit. He can smell absolute shit in that notebook. <laughs> oh, man. And then what? So you're saying you're sitting in the front row, so you at least don't have to walk back through everyone. You just take a seat in front of everyone. Yeah. Fuck, I, I feel That's physically it. ill thinking about the experience. I can't handle, I can't handle that in a room that I can leave. I can't. I yeah. literally can't yeah, think yeah. of much worse. Oh, and it was at the start of it was the start of the flight. So this is it was a pretty rotten day because I'd I'd gotten up at like four a.m. because I had to fly to Brisbane first to then hang around and then get on the plane and fly back. So I've been. <laughs> So it was a it was a bad setup in all re- like I'd literally I'd you, I had to do the stand up about ten minutes after we'd um, taken off so I was so wrecked I'd been like some the people on that flight had seen me asleep in the in the in the terminal like on the on the seats just asleep like an hour before that. <laughs> Isn't isn't nepotism meant to be a good thing? If it's a benefiting from it, isn't it meant to like help you in some way, not make your life a bit worse? Yeah, this is domestic violence. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know the the one good thing about it. The one good thing about it was that um, once I got back, I invoiced for the gig. And then I just didn't get paid. And I was like, oh, they've really, they saw me do that gig and they're like not wanting to pay me. Like this is what's going on. And so after a couple of months, I was like, oh, they honestly are not going to pay me for this gig. So I just invoiced again. And then the great thing about it was that they then went, oh, fuck. And they must have just like had already paid one of them and then they paid the second one. So I actually got paid twice for the same bomb. (laughs) There's a number of movies I've watched on a plane that on the ground I would never have enjoyed as well. But when I'm in the air, I'm ready to be entertained. I'll take all (laughs) kinds when I'm up there. Yeah. It's so true. Your baseline is so low. You are the most tolerant consumer. (laughs) I watched Adam Sandler's That's My Boy on a plane and like cried at the end. I loved it so much. Like, oh, well, there was a lot of people... There's a lot of people crying when I was on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did Hellier and Little do? Did they? So they? So you go on first, and then they go on after you. Yeah, I, I warmed them up for them. Yeah, that, that's cool, for sure. cool. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. They were. I, they looked pretty good in comparison to me. So it, it was. A, it was a good gig for them. They did okay. They did fine. But they probably didn't get paid twice. So that's something. Mm. Yeah. They got paid uh, once. A way better fee. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. They got paid quadruple. <laughs> I can't believe. I just can't believe they. I never knew that detail of the story that they that they sprung it on the people on the flight. I would yeah. if I'm just flying. Yeah. I would fucking hate that. You know, I've got my book out. I'm ready to go. Then there's a guy standing a foot away from me trying to tell Joe. Like God, that would be. That's a, that's a fucking nightmare. Through that speaker as well. Yeah. Being eight in the morning. Yeah. They've all gotten up at four to get there as well, mm. and then having some guy get up and be like, "Where does it to the shortage?" In saying that, I I have heard uh, stewards and stewardesses absolutely crush on those early morning flights with their uh, sort of rote patter. Yeah, no, totally. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. I I wish I want another go at it because that was, you know, that was me four or five years in. It's like, you know, I could do better now. I wasn't doing any local. I wasn't doing any topical. I wasn't wasn't asking people on the plane what they did or where they were going that day or anything. I would kill it now with crowd work, I think, on that plane. But I stuck to the old. Yeah. yeah. If you're on a flight as well, 
you could do you could do local material the whole way up, being like, anyone here from uh, Bendigo? Anyone here from Newcastle? All right, I guess you guys are coming from. You're flying above Any, the ground. Anyone here from anyone here from three A? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. I mean, that's what's good about it is that it's you know sometimes like in a in a pub. Like doing crowd work, it's a bit, you know, you're like, you, that guy there, no, 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 the guy behind you, but on the flight, you've just got an easy, you know, you, 20C, what do you do for a job? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can yeah, really yeah. easily zero people yeah. out. Everyone's categorized. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You in, you in 36B, um, first of all, how shit's a middle seat? Fuckhead. I <laughs> got him. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, also what's your name? Oh, no, nah, don't give me that shit. I've got the I've got the the passenger list right here. I've got mm-hmm. your name in front of me, you fuckhead. So don't yep. try and make up some name. I still I worry I worry for you, Carl, because this is the sort of the ramblings of a deluded nipophile who thinks that you know they can win it back <laughs> one more gig on a plane, and all of a sudden it's coming up Chandler. I reckon fucking put it while you're ahead. You'll have to hand over your fee next time. You know, like just leave it where it is. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, they'll find me. Um, Just imagining it like a married couple on this Brisbane to Melbourne flight, and you know they're in they're in a bit of a rut. They've been together a long time, and they're taking this trip to Melbourne, and they and they're like, you know what? Something neither of us have ever done. When we get on this plane, let's join the Mile High Club. And, you know, they've worked it all out. Like, just after we take off, I'll go to the bathroom. Then you give it a couple of minutes and then come in. They're like, they need this. This is the fire that's going to reignite the, the spark of their relationship. And then all of a sudden, Peter Helly is up there riffing about fucking VHS players and just, like, being like, what the fuck is this? Like, blo- like, standing in the way of the toilets. Like, they now can't get to them and fulfill or this dream. this poor paranoid couple, they make it in and they're like, Slightly nervous about the audio, but they're like, well, there's enough sort of background noise and chatter on a plane that surely it will bury whatever's happening in the bathroom. And then you go up and just silence, like a sort of silence that a lot of people aren't familiar with. Just absolute, deathly nothing. And then they're frozen, two people naked, cramped in a cubicle, being like, what the fuck is happening out there? Is this how we die? We just have to wait until he finishes. Surely he'll run out of material. Oh, yeah, Yeah. what's the deal with this place food? (laughs) 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 That would be be great because you can't walk out. That would be great if people were just trying to find out. People are trying to find the alternative versions of, of walking out. So instead, someone just gets up and goes, um, can you just do the safety instructions instead? Can someone do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's, um, that's something to hope for in the future. When, uh, when air travel's back on, first thing we got to do, we got to get the Chandler Redemption gig going on. I, I just realised as well, because, because I'm using the same mechanics as you know, when, when people will do the announcements. Someone's, yeah, like someone's 10 minutes into Titanic, and then it's like, you know, they have to do the frozen graphics and everything and turn off the audio and then it's like, now for the comedy stylings of Carl Chandler. And it's like, oh, fuck, I want to know what happened to that ship. I like the sound of this. I like the sound of this passenger who's cramming in Titanic on a flight from Brisbane to Melbourne <laughs> at eight a.m. in the morning. What's going on in their life? <laughs> eight a.m. I know what it's like. like yeah. A three-hour movie just to kick off the day. <laughs> yeah, not watching the yeah, full what? thing, getting home and being like, "Oh, that was a nice boat." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they all had a good time. So- Someone's getting it, the movie interrupted. Oh no! I'm, uh, this disaster is being interrupted by another disaster. <laughs> yeah, Fuck yeah, it yeah, hell. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you're you're the equivalent of the of the band that is still playing as the ship's going down. <laughs> if there'd been a problem with that plane just plummeting through the air, as you're like, I was in a cafe the other day. You're, you're the equivalent of that band. If the first two bands they booked got seasick, and they were like, Ah, oh, this guy <laughs> has an instrument in his cabin. That's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. band, the the band leader being like, All right, boys, we have to play as people get onto the boats. Let's do one last performance. <laughs> what? So, all right. What's worse then? What's worse? Me getting booked for this gig and me bombing and and being paid quite well for it, or my redemption gig coming up and me just being on a fly, a flight and just getting up and going. Um, can I can I hop up? Can I do five? Can I just can I grab? Can I go on after the instructions? Well, I reckon I reckon I'd go better with that because people wouldn't know. You know, this it wouldn't have been built up. It'd be just like, oh, this guy's just randomly doing this. They wouldn't be able to see Peter Hellier up the front using his leg room as well and be like, oh, he'll be on later. <laughs> can, I, can I also yeah. say, I, I think, yeah, one of the big obstacles you came up against in that gig and probably in a lot of gigs you've done before is that people knew that you were going to be performing as a comedian. And as a comedian, obviously, you're absolute dog shit. But if people look at you and think that you're just a punter, they'd be like, fuck for a punter. This guy understands joke structure. Yes. Yes, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So I just need to preface every gig from now on as, I've never done this before, but here yeah, we go. Exactly. <laughs> Something that I wanted to do like um, about, a, about six months ago, I was kind of keeping an eye on this. My friend, I may have talked about it on the show, but I, I found a website that um, where you can rent uh, like private jets. So if they're making a trip somewhere and then they've got to go back, there's this website where you can you can book it out for like quite cheap. So, like, some of the examples of ones they had was, like, a 10-person private jet to go down to Tasmania, and it would have cost you, like, 100 or 200 bucks each to be on a private jet with, like, you know, all the trappings. I kind of thought, fuck, that'd be pretty awesome to, like, if we kept an eye on this and we could get, like, a, a chartered private jet to do a pod on and just, you know, oh, sell, like, yeah. five tickets or whatever to cover the costs, like, that would have been so sick. I was monitoring the site and, like, never quite fair because they were all, like you know, going cross country is like just a bit too expensive, but just like a short term trip for like a for like a grand or whatever, fuck it would have been good. Uh, it's it's optimistic. It's pretty ambitious to do a podcast directly next to a jet. <laughs> like, I reckon you might have some audio yeah. issues after that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. good point. But hey, I'll tell you what, after having to do them over Skype for this long, fucking I'll I'll take anything yeah. when the real world comes yeah. back. Yeah. That'll be that'll be bliss. Yeah. I had I had this happen the other day. I don't know if you guys have had stuff like this happen while everyone's in lockdown and, and such. Um, you know, the, the little excuses people are using to sort of get out of the house. We had um, next to our house, out the front, um, uh, a car came driving down and it was like <clears throat> blowing the horn and people hanging out the car and screaming and everything. And they had they were like letting balloons out, and then very quickly you realise, oh, it's someone's birthday, and so someone a couple of houses down was having a, you know, it was their birthday, so they've come to do their version of like a, you know, a birthday party. I don't know if that's now a common thing or not. This was like a, a week or two ago, and um, so they're beeping the horn. Also, they've got happy birthday on the stereo, like turned right up. They're screaming out of the car, and we're like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, doing it with that enthusiasm of, are we clever? We've gotten around, you know, all the, all the sort of rules to do this. And but the great thing is, is very clearly just behind them that they don't realise yet is a police van. Wow! That they just have not realised, and so they they come down. They, they're slowing down to go ah, and they can see like obviously they can see the shocked faces of like the birthday 
girl or boy and then turn around and go, oh, fuck. And then because they've driven down, I don't even know whether they knew the exact address of these people, whether they realised this, but we live in a court. So Mm. then they drive down (laughs) and then they get stuck. They get stuck with the police van and they can't, neither of them have got room to sort of do a U-turn or anything like that. So then they're just stuck for 10 minutes. This this police van has just blocked them in for 10 minutes and there's just this horrible, awkward situation where they're like, are we under arrest? Are we allowed to leave? Or what the fuck are we doing? Well, were, were they? Did they? Were there any repercussions for their well-intentioned? They, they were just very hands-off. And so what happened was they eventually after 10 minutes they got out, but then the cops then followed them out of the court and then followed them out of there. So I don't know whether they just didn't want to, like, get them in trouble right there and then or whether they wanted to, like, pull them out so they had a bit of space so they could do a bit of distancing Uh, or what. But This police van must have been following them for ages. For, like, a full police van to be inside of a court, not do anything and then leave... Like, if I see a police van in a court, I assume, like, oh, there's a raid coming or something like that. But they must have been... They they saw the balloons hanging out of the back of the station when they went... Come yeah. on, boys! It's probably one of the it was probably one of the lads' birthdays, and the other the others hadn't planned anything. They go, "Look what we've done for you! <laughs> this car in front. <laughs> you love courts. We got it to go into a court for you. You, yeah, yeah, you yeah. love them. A, a court's like a private party. You know, it's not like a common street that anyone can go into. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what you're observing this just from your balcony, just watching it, watching this, watching people have fun, and just being like, "Get them, boys! Lock them up! Throw away the key!" <laughs> yeah. Well, it shows that my wife knows me because she saw it starting to fuck up and goes, Carl, you've got to come and see this. This is right up your alley. So, <laughs> so that was us on the balcony for 10 minutes watching that unfold. I was just going to say, I really hate how pro-police this whole thing has made me. Like, usually you hear about someone getting a fine or, you know, you know, like an infringement or whatever it is, and you're like, ah, oh, fucking, you know, let it go. But then, like, reading in the paper about, like, you know, the cops going around to someone's house and they're having, like, a 10-person party and they all got slapped with a fine, it's like, yeah, good. Like, I've become mm. just really into reading about the cops clamping down on people, and I fucking hate it. I, yeah, it's going to be bizarre if people actually do, because some of them you can get locked up for. If you're going to prison and have to be like, why am I here? Yeah, well, 11 people wanted to come to my dad's funeral, so <laughs> yeah, what am I yeah. going to do? And they'll be they'll be the new uh, pedophiles in the in the prison system. Everyone, will be, you fucking animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah this, this guy over here's a this guy over here's a hero. He only fucked one kid. This person's been hanging <laughs> yeah, yeah, out with yeah. ten people. So <laughs> <laughs> that's allowed. One on one is allowed. That's fine. Yeah, I was yeah, actually yeah. I just wanted to ask you, Cal, because obviously it sounds like your your wife is uh, coming up trumps and lockdown, really knowing how to look after you. Where where are wife and child presently? Uh, they're, uh, they're outside in the rain because I said I had a podcast to do. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've gone for a walk. And how was that received? Uh, <laughs> um, not optimistically. Yeah, right. just like with a lot of questions, like where are we supposed to go? Like, <laughs> Beautiful big world out there. <laughs> Was that your child's first words? <laughs> but Papa is raining. Single tear rolling down her cheek. Some kids say dog. Some kids say car. This kid said, "How could he?" <laughs> well, I hope that I hope that gives the listeners a bit more context for how much they should be enjoying and appreciating this content. This is, uh, you know, yep. this is what you have to do. Yep. You have to put your family on the line. 
Carl's jeopardizing his perfect uh, wife and his perfect life. He's also uh, bravely wearing a Liverpool hat, in spite of the fact that no one can remember what the sport of football is anymore. I yeah. I don't know if this has been covered on the on the pod, but I remember you were messaging me when you were you flew to the UK for what was it three nights four nights? Uh, what was it two nights two nights in the end or two nights I think because yeah. obviously Liverpool haven't won the Premier League in what is it about twenty odd years and this was their year 30, you're not, 30. 30 you, yeah. you're not going to miss that. What a delight it is as a sort of. Um, dispassioned, moderate observer to see the one year in which Liverpool are totally unstoppable be scrapped from the history books entirely. No, no, it's not going to happen. So this, this, this is a lot of people. A lot of people gave me shit last year. So this, we, I did exactly the same thing last year. We went, we came over because I was like, we were going to win the Premier League. So let's go and do some live podcasts over there. We went over there. We absolutely did not win the Premier League. As soon as I made the call, we dropped a lot of points and then we never recovered. And then everyone was blaming me. I was like, shut up. And they were like, no, you mozzed them. You mozzed them. You put the moz on them and, and you cursed them. And I'm like, shut up. It doesn't work like that. And then I've come Carl, over this Carl, time. just quickly, you're points. getting a bit fired up. Do you want to send your wife a quick text and say to take a few extra laps at the block? Because I, I, think, I, think I think we might run out the clock on this one. <laughs> you better find a big tree, honey. You're going to be out there for a while. Yeah. I'll, I'll call a lifeguard. It's getting a bit wet out there. So, um, yeah. Carl's kept all the umbrellas at home in case he needs to take a long walk after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't take my recording poncho with you. <laughs> so we're tw- 22 points clear. It's uns- we- All we needed was two wins out of the next nine matches. It's b- we're basically unstoppable. And I go over there and not only do I... <laughs> Not, not Sorry, only just do, the word I, unstoppable in the context of this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Not only do I find out we are very eminently stoppable, uh, but uh, I, I go over there just as the virus is starting to hit, and then I get back on a plane, and everyone's like, and I'm I'm very heavily coughing on a plane. I, I think I just had a flu. I think I just had a flu, but I think yeah, yeah. I. Th- <laughs> I, I went over uh, to the UK and I ate our ceremonial Liverpool bat and then on the plane home. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, it doesn't look good on paper. Like everything that I've done well, to I do tell you, with where Liverpool else it Football Club does not look good on paper. It doesn't sound good uh, in audio either, Carl. <laughs> I just love you on the plane heavily coughing and people around you going, fuck, I wish this guy would just like do stand-up or anything else with that mouth <laughs> yeah, instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was in an empty cabin on the way back, so I would have uh, I, I would have got the same result as I did last time if I had done stand up. <laughs> but so you so you've gone to you've gone to the UK to celebrate Liverpool's first premiership win in thirty years. You've contracted COVID nineteen. Yep. You've cursed the land. <laughs> You're on a plane flying home by yourself. Yeah, if they can't win, no one can win. I'm going to spread this disease as far as I can. <laughs> no one's going to have a good time. Do you know what's um what will become of the of the season is it totally scrapped? No, 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 nothing's been decided yet. At the moment, they're they're trying to postpone the matches until if things are doable. Um, there are some people that want to scrap the entire season, which is insane because you're a sports fan guy. You you understand you understand these tragedies. You understand. Look, the last thing that happened there was the World Cup, the cricket World Cup in England with when uh, England beat New Zealand. Now it's a, no. Put yourself in my shoes. They tied with New Zealand. Uh, right, okay. Who's got the trophy, though? 
Well, no one really knows, but it's somewhere in the UK, I understand. <laughs> I believe it is one part of the British Isles, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Someone holds it there. So, yes, so they, they did win. So, you know the injustice. You know injustice, Guy. You understand what's happening here. I do, but I'm on the wrong end of it, and I want you to join me down here in the muck and the mire. I think <laughs> the only right thing is to, is to scrap the entire season. Like, it sort of... No... If you want to abide this curse that everyone in Liverpool seems to believe they're under, you can't win this year either. You just can't. Run it back next year, but it's no. over. All sports are off for no. the year. Fuck them. No, no, no. You can't, you, you can't, you can't eat, you can't eat four fifths of your dinner and then say, and then stop and go, well, I didn't eat dinner tonight. <laughs> like, no, you fucking did. You- yeah. But if you eat if you eat four fifths of your dinner and then you have to wait a year before you eat again, you've got to start with a new meal. It's Absolutely. not the same dinner. It's the, you're right. It's not the same dinner. Yeah, no. If someone brings you out one fucking chicken wing at the end, of it's a been year's sitting gap. there for a year. Yeah, yeah. It's green. It's like yeah, covered in. But you've got you got to. You've got to call it four-fifths of the way into a steak. You've got to say, no, I'm full. It's achieved what we needed to achieve out of this season of dinner. <laughs> you you got to call it. You got to. I was going to whichever bite of the steak was the best steak. at this point. Yeah, exactly. Whoever I was going to eat whichever. that and until the until the waiter took it away. I was absolutely going to eat that. No one else was going to eat that last fifth. So you you should call it that. I have technically eaten my dinner. But anything can happen with a steak. A bird could have swept in there and gotten the last <laughs> little bit by the end. That's right. It's impossible to say. Also, if you've yeah. if, if your last thirty meals, you've only eaten four fifths of the meal, and then this time you have every intention in finishing the meal, but you know extraneous circumstance interrupts. Why would we believe that you were going to finish the meal? <laughs> <laughs> last time I checked, yeah, you're quite but, well known for not but, being able to finish your fucking dinner. <laughs> but, but but the only person that was w- would be able to finish that last bit of steak was like about 30 miles away. Like, what are the odds on on someone 30 miles away eating that steak before I was about well, to eat it? Because ta- I was too if it takes you about, How was that If person? it takes you six months to a year to finish, I would say pretty fucking likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon the odds of that person coming up to win behind, from behind were slightly higher than a global pandemic as well. So you've got to call it all off. Anything could have happened, <laughs> right? No, I, I, look, the, the jury's still out. The jury's still out. Carl, as a lifelong dinner fan, would you? Let's say the person who cooked you the dinner says to you, "You know what? I'm I'm going to give you this one. This counts as you having finished the dinner." Is that how you would really want to have finished dinner for the first time, knowing that there'll always be people out there that can go, doesn't really count though. Do, would you? <laughs> oh, is that right, how well, you really uh, want it, knowing that other yeah. people would yeah. be able to have the satisfaction of saying that to you? Let me stretch the metaphor even more. I'm a starving <laughs> child in Ethiopia. Someone comes up with with a dinner that they've that they've pissed on and shit on and gone. I know right. you haven't eaten for for three months, but you wouldn't want to eat this steak that has piss on it. I'm like, I absolutely will devour that. Piss ridden steak in one go without chewing. Thank you very much for the steak. I appreciate it. Thank you. This is the best steak I've ever had, actually. Can I say this hypothetical you've just trotted out would have worked just as well if you hadn't introduced this Ethiopian child? <laughs> 
If anything, it would have worked a little better for me because I absolutely cannot relate to anyone from a foreign country. Yeah, yeah. And I think, Carl, you know deep down in your heart of hearts that if you weren't the Ethiopian child, you would be pointing at the Ethiopian child and going, you just ate a steak with piss on it, sucked in. And also, in your in your analogy here, that Ethiopian child is one of the richest children out of all of the children competing for that meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as in, yes, he's a winner this kid is a winner so i want right. to i want to be the winner like this kid yes good give point. him four fifths yes. of a cup then well what look. if you what if it like like you win but you win four fifths it's you don't have the base of the trophy you've just got to you balance it history will be the judge and uh, let it be known that even if liverpool somehow do come away with this you know finished meal or whatever There'll be a trem- <laughs> there'll be a tremendous asterisk next to the photo that hangs in the no. restaurant. There will no. be, yeah, no. <laughs> absolutely not, absolutely not. That that there was there's just scraps on that on that plate. Okay, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, most of it was gone. That's a meal that's been eaten. Okay, For the listener, no one. No, Carl has started just like there's been a crescendo of gesticulation as the panic sets in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm just I'm just more and more aware of like the you know people were saying oh you put the moz on the mind oh, you did this you do that and I've been like no that's it makes no sense like that sort of stuff isn't real it doesn't mean anything but then I started thinking of, literally thinking about it the other day where I was like you know last year when we flew into England um, as I landed, as, as I landed, I got off the plane. I got a train. I went straight into a pub because Liverpool were playing Barcelona away. And as soon as I walked into the pub, um, we went a goal down against them. And so I sat there and watched us lose three nil to Barcelona in the European Cup semi final. Now, when I left the country, was literally I was taking off as as the match was kicking off. So as I got into the air, as I got into the air, we beat Barcelona four nil. To then progress to the final, it's like it can't be any more clearer than that. Really, <laughs> yeah, I started yeah. thinking you can't go back there again. If you fly back again, there's going to be news reports of like Britain's first active volcano has erupted, <laughs> <laughs> and it's in the middle of Anfield. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, I'd even be scared if they start doing the games behind closed doors to like make up the rest of the season. Well, it's off the table for you to travel over there to watch them. I'd think the curse would then extend to you just even watching on a TV. Probably even checking the scores the next day, to be completely honest. I, I, I think it's, it's best if you start practicing a little social distancing with your beloved football team. A whole, just a whole bunch of people reading the scores the next day, having like the Mandela effect, being like, "I swear we won." Yeah, last yeah. Night. <laughs> but the paper said. <laughs> so, so if if I if I lock myself underground like a mole person for the next yeah. couple of years, I, I I can do that and have no I think interaction be, with the outside there'd be world. Two groups of people who would be greatly relieved by this development. <laughs> Airline passengers and Liverpool fans. <laughs> Your wife and child who've just spent the last two years indoors. An incredible time for them. We didn't even get wet for a full twenty-four months. That was amazing. And then, and then I don't even get the pleasure of like going. Yes, I did it because if I have any interaction and in knowing that Liverpool have won, that just wipes it off. All of a sudden, <laughs> Back to the Future style, yeah. the, the sports almanac starts right. getting wiped. I've, I've got it in me. If, 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 if for the greater good, I can do it. I can do it. Also, I know that there's been a lot of sort of conspiratorial chatter about, uh, you know, various different people or groups who have planted COVID-19 globally. 
Has anyone been looking at Manchester City? This famously <laughs> yeah. unethical band yeah. of you know footballers and owners. Yes. Questions have to yeah. be asked. Yeah, <laughs> that's very fair enough. Um, I, uh, Guy, you've been, um, speaking of physical activity, what a segue. Um, you've been putting up your, your little times on Instagram lately which uh, for running. So you've been what, staying inside your house and running. You, you, you're quick. You, you're one of the few people where it's worth putting your times up because you're actually <laughs> a fucking quick runner. Yeah, I, I've taken great joy in watching other people run your dills and sort of looking at his numbers and being like, I would fucking mop the floor with you. Uh, and <laughs> I, I, was, I used to be quite, when I was young and uh, genuinely fit and hadn't sort of uh, derailed my internal organs by pursuing comedy, I was uh, a, vaguely, a vaguely good runner. My, sadly, though, my most sort of, I suppose, notorious would be the word to choose run was um, around about when I was 22. I've, I got into running once after a, my first serious heartbreak. I, I thought if I uh, ran enough, I'd stop feeling upset, which was totally inaccurate. But I ran a half marathon. <laughs> and, you know, if nothing else, I have that to hang my head on as an accomplishment in the wake of this tra- traumatic experience. And then three years later... So you thought, you, thought if, you thought if she ran out, you could run out as well and that would equalise that? Yeah, I thought if I ran far enough, I'd sort of either catch up to her from behind or at least, you know, face to face. But alas, she ran into the arms yeah. of another, uh, a very handsome man to whom she's now married. So let, let it be known, I only lose oh. to winners. But... Uh, three, <laughs> three years later, you, I, only, you only lose to winners. Well, that's sort of that's how that works. <laughs> don't, I don't feel too bad about the the, the breakup there because Usain Bolt fucked my girlfriend. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes it a lot what easier. What do you do with that baton? <laughs> it makes it a lot easier to swallow. But three years later, I was in an argument with. I'm sure a, she found um, it very easy. <laughs> I was in an argument with a, a friend who also was a semi-professional uh, rugby union player, and we were sort of, you know, a few beers deep into a barbecue, having an argument about who would win in a half marathon between him and me. And uh, it got to the point where we derailed the conversation at the party so much that a bet was laid out, the stakes of which were: uh, I was allowed to train as much as I wanted. He was only allowed to abide his sevens rugby training. And, you know, in eight weeks, whenever the date for the half marathon was, we would race and the loser would have to get the winner's time and initials tattooed on their right buttocks cheek. And so sort of weeks went by and I I sort of was like, I've got time, I've got time, I've got time, I've got time. And then eventually sort of seven weeks had gone by and I was like, well, I'm sort of running out of time, but, you know, it's nothing – I'm sure there's some residual fitness lying around from the half marathon I ran three years ago. <laughs> and then the day before race day, we were at sort of a, a, a celebratory drinks, preemptive, some might say, at which a few friends were there and we were sort of <laughs> talking about strategy and just lapping up the last of this. This sounds like some drinks I've had for Liverpool a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the bat pot was being passed around. We were all ripping the heads off the things, having a good time. <laughs> uh, anyway, and so the next morning, Morning, beautiful summer's day here in Auckland. We were out in Koe Marama, which is a, a suburb out near. It's it's not relevant really, but the, it's quite a hilly suburb, and it was a sweltering sort of twenty six degrees. And we line up next to each other, and we're still trash talking. And I have gone for exactly one run in the eight weeks allotted for training. I went for one <laughs> fifteen kilometer run just to make sure my body still worked, and it barely did. Yep. But we started running, and we were just running side by side. The first five, six kilometers, we were running side by side and sort of nattering away, you know, which is a comfortable pace for a run. Uh, If you can talk, that means you're going at the right speed. And then sort of nine to ten kilometers pass, and we're not really talking anymore, but we're still running side by side. 
and about sort of 13, 14 kilometres past, and we're on some hills now, and I sort of start to feel quite sweaty, like a really hot and sweaty, but I touch my brow, yeah. which is totally sodden, and all of the sweat is icy cold. And I thought, that's, that's at least vaguely unusual. And I look over at Dave, who's just, you know, he's, he's glowing. The guy looks like he's having the time of his life. <laughs> and we get to sort of 15, 16 kilometers. And I think to myself, oh, I'm in seriously bad shape here. Like, unless I do something to try and, you know, change the course of events, I'm going to lose this race. So at 16 and a half kilometers, on a downhill slope, I start putting the moves on Dave. So I start, you know, I've got a stride on me. So I start moving as quickly as I can. He's- you start to pull away. Yeah, try to pull I, well, away. I try to pull away. And after 10 paces, the last thing I vividly remember of this realm was one of the course minders looking at me in the eyes. They were quite hazy and saying to me, uh, you need to go to ground now. And <laughs> I, I, I ran myself into the berm while Dave overtook me and proceeded to hallucinate to this person who I thought was a guy from my high school called David Dingwall. Uh, <laughs> and begged this guy not to call the paramedics. Anyway, half an hour later, I'm in an ambulance and I confused one of the paramedics for a guy who used to bully me at high school called Mark Williams. And uh, I got through three IV drips in an afternoon at Auckland City Hospital and then got picked up by my friends and taken to the tattoo parlour to have David Orgon, <laughs> one hour 35, tattooed on my right buttocks cheek. But, but were they but were they really your friends or were they just more hallucinated, <laughs> well, yeah, hallucinations I mean, that you'd had? Uh, were they police officers or were they people from the insane asylum or what were they? literally in? impossible to say, but I am branded with this guy's initials. So <laughs> if nothing else, there's evidence that somebody took me to the parlour and... Uh, you know, the score was settled. Right. Yeah. I, I could tell that was, I mean, it was obviously going to go off the rails, but the point was all good success stories come with the phrase, the last thing I vividly remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. They were like, they were full dehydration hallucinations. And I like, I, could, wow. I, I, wow. I had to take a piss into a, a bush and I was supported by two other people because I couldn't physically support myself at that time. And so uh, only in the last sort of three or four years have I, have I started uh, enjoying running again confidently that, you know, I can I could whip myself around the block <laughs> and be assured I'm going to yeah. make it back home. <laughs> going for runs with your friends, Barney the Dinosaur and Ringo Starr on either side. <laughs> How you doing, boys? Have you, have, you ever been, have you ever been at a house party now and, you've, and, and people have gone, have you got any pills? Have you got anything? No, but I'm pretty unfit. Do you want to go for about <laughs> yeah, 25k? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's some good shit. It's actually quite yeah. good. Have you got an hour and 20 minutes on you? We could have the time of our fucking lives. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably plenty of people in isolation who can't get in contact with their dealers and just like, there's the lesson, just don't drink any water for like a week and then you'll be fucking yeah. soaring. Go by for Saturday a big night. run. Yeah, <laughs> do some uphill. Because um, I, I, looking at people online, I feel like it's uh, it's it's one or two things. It's, it's not a lot of middle ground. There's either people getting like crazy fit, like going you know, like you're, you're, you're running some fucking good times. I'm running every single day. I never used to do that, but you know, making the most of your outside time yeah. so that you're either doing that or it's the other way. Um, you know, Hello. It, it feels like, <laughs> Adam Knox, 
<laughs> I feel like we've I feel like we've got the two perfect subjects here to talk to about <laughs> it, Kai and Noxie. Yeah. If if you want to have a little chat with the way bigger tails side of the coin now, then uh, <laughs> I've uh, my couch has changed shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely Halluc- hallucination free, Adam Knox over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. No, I'm having hallucinations, but it's everything's turning into like big slices of pizza and full roast chicken. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Every, every, everything in everything in your room is getting smaller. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm imagining that my shirts are shrinking. It's really weird. <laughs> You're being gaslit by your own wardrobe. I've started to to get a little bit more into trying to be fit and stuff just to get out of the house because I've realized I'm going fucking insane. The thing that turned made me realize I turned a corner that my neighbor has been watching a lot of Seinfeld. They've clearly been going through the the whole show again and I can hear it through the walls, which is fine. It's a good show, but the only bit, like you can hear a bit of the laughter. The only bit that really cuts through the wall is like the transition music. I can hear that bit clearly. And I caught myself the other day and realized I needed to change the way I was living because that transition music played and without thinking, I changed what I was doing. <laughs> like, I, had, I was making a coffee and I just went and sat down instead. I, I had like a Pavlovian response yeah. to that noise. Oh, yeah. you, just, Pav- you just went and started silently waiting for soup for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was the weirdest thing and I got really scared by it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm going to try and try and get fit. What's your best tips for like... A beginning runner for you two I, I, who run. The people, who, the mistake everyone makes is they go too fast. Just go so go so slow. Like a pace at which you I can talk. I can pull that off. A pace at which you can talk <laughs> is uh, it's the, that's how quickly you want to be going to begin with. And don't go too long. Like okay. people go too hard and too fast and they hate it. And so they never want to go and do it again. But it can actually feel pretty good if you just go for a little 3K trot around the block. Come home, see how you feel and, you know, take it easy. Very earnest right. advice there. I'll start slow. Are you stay- who are you staying with, Noxie? Are you staying with your partner or your family or by yourself? I'm on my own currently. My partner's uh, relocated to spend this with her family, which is you know good for her, but it's me- it means that I'm literally having no proper contact with anyone. I think I saw on Instagram that Usain Bolt's staying at their place as well, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's fine. I'm sure that's fine. I hear he's married to some loser's ex. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's not he's not doing any running, but he's breaking a lot of world records. <laughs> <I hear>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Noxie, if you want running advice, to put it into terms that you might understand from what you were just telling us about your neighbour and Seinfeld, the best advice I can give you is find someone from your high school that you beat in a race, and they've always thought that you cheated. And then get them to come back into your life and challenge you to a race, and you and and you need to prove to your girlfriend that you can beat them. That's probably that going to be the best thing for you, given what you're certainly the most before. efficient way to encourage yourself to ease back into exercise. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think that's more. I think that's more realistic than the other, than another episode of Seinfeld where they bet each other they wouldn't have a big wank. I think that's more realistic for you in this position. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Talking of going a bit nuts in isolation, like I thought I was doing um, pretty fine, and then the other day, Carl, you and I were talking about this. We've both been doing a bit of uh, online shopping. Um, I don't think mm. we've mentioned that on the pod yet, but. Um, Truly one of the few joys left in life is just, just seeing that, That's s- it. that sweet little package turn up in the mailbox. Oh, and I'm, I've been I'm, I'm like really a little doggy. Little, yeah. I'm a little doggy just wagging his tail at the mailbox every day. 
Mm. I've yeah. been embarrassed by having to go down and meet the postman to get packages every day. I feel like I'm being extravagant, but yeah. I'm just ordering little tiny things that are $5 and free delivery just to have a little bit of a feeling of Some, achieving yeah. something. It's the new pub. Yeah. Opening that package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I ordered some uh, I ordered some nice uh, like some thick woolen uh, socks recently, like some good socks for winter. And the package nice. turned up and I'd remembered ordering three pairs. And I open them up and there's two sets of each pair. So there's six pairs of socks in there. And I kind of think, oh, sweet. They've like fucked my order and sent me like two of each thing that I ordered. Great. I've, I've come out on top here. This is awesome. And then I look at the sheet, like the order sheet, the receipt that's in there. And it's actually like it, it, it's they haven't fucked it up. I've ordered two sets of each <laughs> pair. And I'm like, why did I do this? And then I realized what I've done is... I remembered it from when I ordered. What I've done is gone, well, I'm ordering sock. I want two of each sock. (laughs) 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 I'm not not just going to order one of these socks. I want one for each foot. So, yeah, I'm going to need two, boys. (laughs) And that that was when I knew, like, I am... I, all right, I'm going. I, I was like thinking I'm on top of everyone else. Like I'm handling this great. I had to throw my hands up in the air and go, yeah, I'm losing it. I'm going fucking. Good morning, sir. I noticed on the front of your shop it says that this is a shoe store. <laughs> I was looking for something more in the way of a shoes store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know where that might be? <laughs> Daslo, are you self-isolating inside a children's book called A Thousand and One Jokes for Kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad situation to wind up in because often, you know, if you don't, if you don't, it can be difficult to update your sock collection and you wind up with a few teddy pairs, you know, your B, your C rotate still floating around. But if you've doubled mm. the number of new socks you've brought in, you could be looking at an A-plus rotation, only top quality socks. And that's sort of, you're, I mean, that's unheard you're of. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, and like, <laughs> the more that I think about it, the more that I can see the benefit to having too many pairs of socks. The only negative is I wish I had kind of worked this out after ordering the initial set because then I would have gotten the joy of ordering a second package of them and had the, you know, had the joy all over again of the package yeah, turning yeah. up. The only thing that annoys me the most about this is that I <coughs> did it all in one hit. And, I, you know, that's, I could have stretched those deliveries out for months to keep myself going. That's my dream, though, is to find one outfit. That w- and I've always put off doing this because I've had it in my head. They're like, oh, well, I'll lose some weight soon. But I would love to find one outfit that works by 30 of it mm. and only ever have that Homer forever. Simpson, that's the dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, like, it'd be hard because you'd need to be appropriate for, like, funerals and for everyday life and for going to the shops and whatever. It'd probably be <laughs> Mate, really tough I, to I find tell you it. what, like, It'd have to be a suit. I, I reckon this is the time. You can scrap pretty much having to wear outfits for any reason other than a Zoom call. <laughs> Just fucking load up. <laughs> well, then yeah. I only need to buy top halves as well. My bottom <laughs> yeah. half is not doing anywhere near as much heavy lifting as this top half is. You look formal. Well, I mean, it's, it's thing, doing yeah. some heavy if that's, lifting. If that's your attitude, that you're sitting inside and it doesn't matter what you wear, I would I would plan ahead and go for some 8XL stuff, I think. If that's your attitude <laughs> Maybe, towards yeah. what you're wearing, your attitude towards the rest of your life is going to you know, go in that direction, I think. Yeah, true. Maybe I should look up some... I accidentally bought 
two parachutes that I fucking stitch up and wear. <laughs> yeah. What an and by, idiot. And, the, and the, the, the accident was I needed one more to stitch together <laughs> with it. <laughs> I noticed from, the, uh, from, the, from you in the Zoom window, Knox, you are currently abiding by uh, what I've come to know as the, uh, the Adam Knox uniform of a collared business shirt. A look that wasn't fooling mm. anyone even when we could go outside. Just treat yourself to a T-shirt, man. You're on the couch. Let, let, let loose. <laughs> no, I, genuinely, I've been wearing only T-shirts the whole time. I put this on special. I pulled it out of the laundry basket that I hadn't yet washed and put this on special. <laughs> time to go to work. Yeah, okay. Right. I, I can appreciate that. Just for that. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can respect that. It's, it's a, it's There's a, a stain on it. It's a pretty devastating picture of society when recording an episode of the Dumb Dub Club is your reason to roll out of bed and put on a shirt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I fucking I normally wear glasses. I put contact lenses in for this and halfway through doing it. I was like, why am I this this is sort of the closest thing to a funeral you're gonna to get to go to for a while, so <laughs> I, I'm well I'm ordering a lot of stuff, just yeah, just that boredom sort of thing. And I didn't really realise that my wife was doing the same thing. So every day one of us will go to the mailbox and then come back in with a parcel and then it'll be like, Whose is it? And then who's, whoever it is gets to go, suck shit. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, nice. that person nice. didn't get anything. Yeah. If you, you open a parcel that's meant for your wife, oh, a book called How to Stay Dry Outdoors. I guess this mustn't be mine. <laughs> <laughs> Very dull book. <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of have that in my apartment building. You know, there's a big mail room. So I go in there thinking like, oh, maybe today's the day that this thing will turn up. And uh, like go go in there, nothing in my mailbox, but just the mail room littered with packages for all these other people. Yeah. Like there's man, you know, there's... the bravery of those people who will leave a box in the mail room for days mm. at a time, just hoping no one will pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have that in my place you know, too. You know what I've been doing, and this is the dumbest thing. This is this is super dumb. But um, so when I've we been hitting my merch, head against a wall, <laughs> yeah, 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 when we, I booked in for another gig on a plane. No, um, so when when I send out merch, so when people order t-shirts and stuff um, from us, it goes to me, and then I do all the packing, and I do uh, I'll leave a little note, and um, I'll write the address on the front, and then on the back for in case anything ever gets returned, I will generally put. Uh, this is coming from the European Beer Cafe because, you know, I do a lot oh, of yeah. uh, work in there. We run the comedy shows in there. Oh, yeah, I um, remember that. So if anything gets returned, it, it just goes there because I don't want really want anyone to have my home address. So p- things just get returned in there and, and the staff in the, this pub go, why the fuck have we got this fucking all these dumb T-shirts being sent to us? Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> that, so that's the situation. So, so now, of course, the, with all the pubs being closed, you can't. I can't give that address anymore. So then I'm like, oh, shit, well, I've got to give an address in case things get sent back. So then I started just without thinking about it properly going, well, I don't want to give my proper address uh, so that everyone has it that listens to this show because God knows what they'll do with it. So I just changed the number on my address by one (laughs) and then use that as a return address. (laughs) (laughs) And then so I've been sending all these shirts out and then just the other day I realized – I don't know the person that lives at that address. So if anything gets sent to them, like that's just wasted. And then I went, I don't even know who lives at that address. So I went and had a look and what? it's the weird, weird, weird guy in my in their apartment building that looks like something really bad's happening in his in his in his house. And yeah, he's, he's always... getting sent a whole bunch of boxes that he doesn't know what the <laughs> fuck they are. Yeah. He's stressing him out. He 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 always used to like try and like get cats into his house, into his thing. He'd always have the neighbourhood cats in his house and he tried to get our cat in his house as well. I was like, (laughs) fuck no, because he's like, he's super weird. And then 
he plays like really he gets in there and plays like movies really 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 loud and he looks mm. like he's quite demented yeah and so that's where all the return I'd, mail I'd is like going to see to how you respond to a bunch of packages for merchandise from a fucking podcast you've never heard of or don't listen to arriving at your house <laughs> how long it would take yeah. you to lose your mind as well you piece of yeah. shit <laughs> yeah the call of you after what you told us to then describe someone else as being the weird guy in your building <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how am I going to get rid of all these t-shirts oh, I read the cats eat t-shirts maybe I can get the cats to <laughs> I'll dress up oh, what if I start seeing a lot of cats going around our apartment buildings that look like they're a big fan of me in some way, I'll, I'll realise what's happened. <laughs> so what's the end game here? Are you just going to have to knock on his door and, and fess up? Or do you, if people yeah. have sent stuff back, are you just happy to... Was, was the strategy in changing your number by one just going, well, who cares if people are sending it back? I don't really care what happens. Or No, the strategy was... The, the not thought out strategy was that if someone gets that, they'll maybe leave it on top of our mailbox where I now realise who would do that? Like if mm. it's addressed to you... Yeah, they don't know what's your in address, the package. Yeah, they don't know what's in it. So they'll just take it inside and whatever. So You could, you I, could yeah. pretty easily... You could say to this guy that like, oh, someone else did it for me. They got my address wrong by one number. Whoops, sorry about that. Yeah. The easier way to be yeah. to fix it would be like, imagine if a post office had already thought of this scenario and had some sort of <laughs> box that you could that you could hire at the PO. That's what I call post well, office. If they had like but, a PO right. box, that'd be great. Nice. Yeah, well, I I didn't I didn't think it properly through. That's why I'm bringing it up. If I had a thought it through and I had a great system that worked perfectly, it wouldn't be of much use on a podcast like yeah. this. I wouldn't bring I wouldn't bring up a story to go. Guess what I did the other day? A seamless <laughs> operation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thankfully you've 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 covered your tracks really well and buried the lead, which was your fear of people who would listen to the Dum Dum Club finding out your address by confessing to the fact that it's exactly what's on the packages bar one number. <laughs> yeah. If you have a problem with Carl, just kill that number resident and then either side no just kill all three that's what you have to do yeah because your, your listeners aren't the sort of people who would show up and just bang on every door until they found where Cal Chandler is <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right you're a fucking idiot as opposed to me a genius who worked out how to get six pairs of socks for the price of six so I'm sitting here yeah. <laughs> on my throne made of socks just laughing at you buddy well, you guys I are think, fucking I idiots. Think... Oh, sorry. I just heard the uh, Seinfeld transition theme play. I've got to go do something else. I'm sorry. I've, yeah, got to go, I've got to go burst into another room in my house. <laughs> I've got a, a few words to say here to some people. They all start with the letter N. All right. I'll see you later, guys. Have a good <laughs> I, they, Those people must be outside because I believe they're hanging from the trees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's a deep cut. Born of the context of exactly what Michael Richards said. <laughs> my God, you are flying close to the sun there, Carl Chandler. Yes. yes. That yeah. would have only happened 50 years ago. I didn't say it. It wasn't said on the Dum Dum Club. It was said at the Laugh Factory in LA. So who knows? <laughs> it would have only happened 50 years ago back when Liverpool last won the league. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I guess we better wrap it up for another week here on the Little Dum Dum Club. Adam Knox, Guy Montgomery, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you for being our first uh, guests since isolation who understand the etiquette of how to podcast over a Zoom conference call. Greatly appreciated. Oh, my God. I'm editing this. You've got your podcast out. Sorry, you go, Cal. 
Guy, you've you've got your podcast, the worst the worst idea in the world. Oh uh, yeah, worst idea of all time. No, of all time. I'd actually like to uh, to point your listeners towards we got to make a pilot uh, for that show for YouTube Red uh, a couple of years ago that never made it to air and didn't get commissioned. But uh, we finally put it online. If you if you YouTube a worst idea of all time pilot. For the pilot, we invent method film reviewing. So we pretty much dismiss the history of film criticism. We say, you can't review a movie unless you eat, sleep, live, breathe the movie. And so we move into an abandoned New York City subway st- station, eat nothing but pizza, and watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three times a day for five days. It is... Um, it's like, I, I really... That's l- weird, because looking, looking at the Zoom, it looks like Noxie's been doing that as well. <laughs> yeah, Have you been yeah, yeah. using the same... <laughs> yeah, I've been watching... I've been watching Shallow Howl. <laughs> um, but yeah, please, if, if you want to check it out, I'd be grateful. I think it's, I think it's funny, and so that's uh, what I've got to say. It's going off on Twitter. I've seen it retweeted fucking heaps of times, so it's uh, a lot of good reviews. Yeah, yeah. That's a very funny idea. I'm surprised that YouTube Red didn't, didn't pick that up because I've... If you go, if you use a VPN and you get an Indian account, you only pay two dollars a month for that YouTube thing. And I've seen some of the stuff they've picked up, and they're not picky. No, no. Well, the, the, the entire network is is now defunct. The idea was that we were going to be oh, their right. in-house film reviewers, so we'd we'd review their entire back catalogue of movies. But alas, it wasn't to be. And instead, I'm trapped in this fucking audio medium with you guys. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't blame them if they saw that first one and they're like, oh, we can't pick this up. We're going to be responsible for the deaths of people. We can't <laughs> yeah, yeah. let this happen. Uh, Noxie, you've got, a, you've got a couple of podcasts uh, to plug. Yeah. Ooh Spooky. Ooh Spooky. It's uh, just a comedy podcast. It's, uh, we've, got a, we've got an old book from the 80s that has a bunch of spooky stories in it and we go through and we make fun of them. Uh, it's a good time. And then Filthy Casuals with you and with mm. Ben Vanell is the other one. It's about video games and it's also funny if you want to listen to that one. Nerds, nerds. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, you uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, I'm a really jock, dude. I'm a fucking jock. I'm a jock, dude. Get it, get it, get it right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. See you, see you mates. And they've done it again. I, I agree. I, I think they have done it again. This is that's a that's a comprehensive doing it again, Tommy. Mm, mm. This really felt like uh, I don't know how you felt, but in terms of this is now the third one that we've done uh, over over conference call over over Zoom in isolation. This felt like um, felt like I I finally had the groove of uh, of of doing this over a webcam. It, it helped to be with some professionals that know how mm-hmm. to talk on the phone, that know how to yep. uh, not yell over the top of each other. Uh, I'm, not that I'm naming any names apart from uh, Ray Badrin and uh, Ronnie Chang and you know people mm-hmm. that are literally very bad at their job. Uh, but yep. uh, these guys, these guys, absolute podcast pros. Glad we got them in. I don't know yeah, why we, we've been I, fucking around with other people. We, we, we should just only do Mark Marin and people like that from now on. We probably should have, yeah. It probably would have been an idea to make it easier on ourselves week one, but um, no. This was a, uh, this was a breath of fresh air. Just two absolute mm. pros coming in, um, two fixes, you could say, just coming in here and giving us a nice little, uh, nice little uh, break from what we've been used to, and a lot of fun. That, 
That's it. Very fun. I enjoyed myself. Um, uh, you know, I've been really missing the the in room engagement of our normal episodes. So it was mm. uh, it was nice after three weeks to actually just have fun on the show and not feel like I'm doing a job and going, oh god, this is sort of feel, feels a little bit awkward with on four different phones and stuff like that. But um, yeah. this this was good. Um, to everyone out there that has is an old school listener, um, I guess we've broached that subject before of like the bit in the show where I talk about the doing a gig on a plane. I'm sure we've talked about that before. I hope we haven't um, talked about it in the same way. I hope we're not just telling the same story again. So hopefully before anyone jumps into the socials and uh, uh, and, and bakes, bakes me or bakes us for doing the same story twice, but hopefully um, there, was, there was a bunch of different detail or there was a bunch of different riffing or we hadn't told the whole story properly. Yeah, I have a feeling, were we doing the show when you did it? I have a feeling maybe you talked about it at the time, but it would have been a completely different angle on it. Um, and I'm yeah, years down sure. the track with different I, guests. I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm sure we were doing the show because I remember that we did talk about it at least a little bit because I remember Pete Hellier brought it up on a live show once, way, 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 way back in the day. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm yeah, so. I, I remember there being plenty of different plenty of different angles in this chat to uh when it's come up in the past and yeah apologies similarly apologies if um if we've talked about the concept of uh isolation and coronavirus Mm. on the show before um Mm. i can't really remember if that's come up on the podcast at any point but hopefully we had some different takes on it in this episode and we didn't go over too much of the same ground yeah, um, apologies if I've talked about um, having a car go down my um, uh, court with police mm. car uh, after it. Um, if I have talked about that before, that's so fucking weird because that's the first time I, it's ever happened. So apologies for lying to you because that's, that's, yeah. that must have been a made-up story. If I've talked about that before, I was absolutely bullshitting you. So apologies for you know um, treating you like idiots out there. Yeah, and sorry if you've ever heard me say, hey, mates, on the show before. Um, I, You know, I did say when we began this podcast that I would kick it off in a different way every single episode. But, you know, the numbers start to stack up and it's it's impossible to now comprehensively say that I'm not retreating the same gear. So all I can do is apologize if that's something that I've said on the show before. Yeah, and apologies um, if I said at any stage that uh, if I named all the races of people that I hate – uh, yeah. on the planet um, because I just did that to show off. I don't really think that. Um, that's just comedy where I come from. Uh, so for anyone from Asia, Europe, uh, the Americas, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't hate you. I don't uh, think less of your uh, driving, penis size, uh, culinary sense, um, Color of skin, any of that sort of thing. Any I, of I that didn't stuff, mean to yeah. say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I think that but that's pretty comprehensive. I think that more or less covers us. But what you know, rather than sit here and apologise, what I'd like to know is, have they kicked a big one? Oh, that's a that's that's something you don't need to apologise for, Tommy. Uh, they've absolutely kicked a big one again. They've got the full points. Um, the season's the season's basically finished with uh, how big they kicked that one, uh, and they've mm-hmm. got the full points for it. Um, you, you, even if you tried to call the season off at this point, uh, the, the kick was that big that the the you know all the all the the governing body have just gone. Well, that was that was so big. Why even? Why did we even want to play the rest of the season? Yeah, that was such yep. a big one. So yeah, yeah, that's that's how big it was. Big. Well, that's 
Yeah, that's good to know. That's good to know. Yep. The, the, head, at, um, the head at kicking a big one, um, Bernie, uh, has, yep. has categorically said that's, uh, that's one of the biggest ones we've had for a, at least three weeks. And the kick is, you know, it's currently happening behind closed doors. Do you think that that potentially had anything to do with it? You know, you would think that some sports people would find it harder not being in front of a crowd, mm. not you know, and all that kind of stuff. But maybe in this case, it was actually, uh, you know, beneficial to the size of the kick. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, you, look, you're exactly right. Some, it's easier to kick a big one in front of a lot of people. So this is a particularly big one, given that there was no crowd to cheer, cheer, cheer them on. So, mm. uh, no, very good result. It reminds me, this is, as we're recording this, this is, it came up on my, on my uh, socials. This, this day one year ago, Tommy, as I've reminded you on the socials today, uh, yep. one year ago, exactly, it was you and I at Anfield uh, watching mm-hmm. Liverpool play, watching Liverpool beat Huddersfield 5-0 exactly one year ago today. What do you think about that? Severely. Eh? About the passing of time. Severely jet lagged, yeah. That um, that kind of coming up in my feed in the last week, and uh, yeah, realizing that I'd left for that trip a year ago. Um, yeah, what do I think about the passing of time? I mean, it's pretty undeniable. I'd love to mm. sit here and uh, debate whether or not it happens. Uh, I'd like to, you know, sit here and say that um, all events are happening at once concurrently. That there's no such mm. thing as time, but. I just, I just don't have it in me, you know. I, I've, I've done my research wow. and I can't really, de- I can't you, really debate it. I'm gonna have to, thank you. I'm gonna have to agree thank with you. you that it has been a year. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for being the bigger man. I appreciate mm. that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, you, you wore, you, you bought yourself a little Liverpool beanie, and I was saying mm. online, I have not seen it since. Where, where is it, Tommy? You wore it to the match. It's in my cupboard. Yeah. I have been, I've worn it a couple times, and I, do, I'm. I'm sure you've seen me wear it at least once since we got back. Oh, really? But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I definitely have that. worn it. Um, yeah, it's uh, – I don't – you know, I don't wear a lot of beanies. I, I bought it mm. there because it was um, it was it really was cold. cold, was the uh, mm. main – was the main um, uh, uh, inspiration between uh, for buying it? But yeah, I don't. I don't really tend to go for a beanie. I don't really. Um, I don't really like how they look on me too much. But uh, but it's there. It comes out well, from time to time if I'm at home and I get cold. Well, if you if you're ever looking to get rid of it, get it put it on eBay because at the moment I seem to be in isolation, just buying anything that says Liverpool on online at the moment. So uh, you'll definitely get oh my a, a taker on on eBay. Um, that would have been uh, if I could have somehow secretly sold it to you without you realizing that you were buying it from me. That would have been truly fucking incredible. If you were like, "Oh, look at this beanie I got on eBay. It's similar to the one you had," and I'm like, "Look at the label, Carl," and it, it's just like I've written in tiny text to "Hey, mates." That <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly yeah. would have been so amazing. Yeah, that's funny. I I once had a when I was in a share house, uh, a mate had a CD that I'd always wanted to have. And uh, I was like, man, I'd, I'd love to get that off you. And then one day he just got so poor that he – I didn't realise, but he got rid of it. I was like at Cash Converters one day looking for stuff and um, I, I saw that CD and I grabbed it and I came home and went, do you still have your CD of this band? And he's like, no, <laughs> I went to Cash Converters. So I, I like bought it for you know $7 or something, Cash Converters, and he'd sold it for $3 or something. And I'm like – Oh, you wow. fucking idiot! I would have paid twenty dollars to you or whatever it was. He's just like, oh, I just didn't. I just, I just didn't want to be ashamed by by you finding out about it. It's like, well, you've got the worst of both worlds now. Absolutely, you couldn't idiot. have panned out worse for him. What was the CD? Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a, 
it was a pretty fucked band called Faxed Head. Uh, okay. Very ha- hardcore metal, weird band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were they like pretty niche? Uh, yes. I, I'll tell you. Well, okay. I'll tell you exactly. Here's something that you'll connect to. Not that this is a big deal for everyone out there, but in the world of comedy, the lead singer of Faxed Head mm. was Greg Greg Turkington, who is uh, Neil Hamburger. Uh, Neil Hamburger. Yes, I think you've told me about this band before. So. But the reason I ask is because they sound like a relatively obscure band, and it, it seems like a, a very weird, um, a very weird album for cash converters to decide to buy off someone. Because oh, you know, Ballar- oftentimes in Ballarat as well. In Ballarat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. ever gone to like a used CD or DVD store and it tried to float? Like they're pretty discerning about what they'll take. Like I've, right. I, I had this big box of DVDs when I moved house into the house I lived in before this one. Took them into a place around the corner that bought used DVDs, and the guy just brutal. The guy looking through my connection, collection, being like, mm, "We've got enough copies of Anchorman, thanks very much." <laughs> just being very snide about it. So the idea of cash converters in Ballarat being like, "Fuck yeah, we got to get this on the shelf," but it paid off. You bought it, so maybe you know, maybe they were monitoring that conversation. Like maybe you know, uh, they must I have somehow you've... known. I think you've tried to sell DVDs right as DVDs were probably going out, whereas th- this guy's selling CDs 20, 20 years ago. So I mm, think they weren't, yeah. as, they weren't as discerning back then. I think they were, they were fine. I think they were Cashies okay. will just take anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they were still taking Boz Skaggs records and stuff like that. So, yeah, they didn't care what they got. Mm. Um, uh, but, yeah, look, um, good, good episode, good to get. You know, I think we're going to be okay. I think think this show's going to survive COVID-19. I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, I think it might be the only thing that survives COVID-19. Oh, really? Wow. Every okay. business so, and restaurant just shuts down and yeah. we're still just podcasting, doing doing Patreon apps in spite of the fact that we're making no money from it because no one has any income anymore. But, you know, we're yeah. just such masters of the craft and we, we just have such a deep love for what we do that, we you know, we'll never stop. Well, I I was reading, you know, everything changes so quickly. So, you know, this is not news or anything. By the time this comes out, the episode comes out, things will be different again maybe. But we're in Melbourne. It's spoilers. We're in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. That's where we're broadcasting from at the moment. Um, And we've got certain uh, sort of restrictions that, you know, different states differ, uh, their particular restrictions. I was reading today, um, you know, we've still got our sort of like more than two people can't gather – that sort of thing. Um, yep. I think Perth. I think Perth have now upped theirs to ten or so. So I was like, okay, well, you know, th- there's now a possibility to do a very small live show maybe in Perth. So, uh, <laughs> but you know what's strange is that Perth Perth have eased off their restrictions, but their restrictions were never that deep to begin with. Like people right. were still going to the beach like a week ago. You could still you could still have like a lot of people at a beach. Like they, I don't think they've really at any point been hit as hard um, by it yet. So yeah. for them to be like, we're easing up, it's like you haven't even really done it. Like that's a yeah. a strange spin of the narrative. But um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, the borders are closed. We can't fly there. So, but I mean, you and me. We we hop in the car, we drive across the Nullarbor to do a show in Perth <laughs> to 10 people. Sounds like a great idea. Sounds like a yeah, great time investment. Yeah. But, you know, there's not much else going on. Why not spend a two-week round trip getting across the country to make $100? Well, hey, look, 
maybe we can find the the ten people that are still unaffected by the the boom busting over there. That are you know get Gina mm-hmm. Reinhardt as one of them. Really pick. Kerry, Kerry Stokes, get some of the richest people in Perth and just make them $1,000 tickets. And, uh, you know, I think it could be still good. I think that would be still a cool show. Wouldn't you like to go out there and perform to Gina Reinhardt as part of 10 people in the audience? Yeah, I mean, I can't say it's something that's ever crossed my mind as something I've thought, hey, that would be good to do before. But now hearing it presented to me, it's like there's no yeah. good reason to say no. It sounds, yeah, it Were sounds you- pretty good. You think of her, and when I think of her, I think good comedy audience member. She'd be a big yes. laugh, I reckon. Just a very, very yeah. into it, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, she'd get right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, would you? Yeah. Would you? Um, would you be wanting to do crowd work with her when you come out, or would, oh, you know? Would you... Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yep, yep. What do you do? I'm the richest woman Australia's ever had. Oh yeah. Um. Get her. Um, get her. Um. Oh, fuck. Can I have a job? Come on, oh, man. Fuck. Uh, no. Fuck. Okay. Well, now that okay, uh, two of those ten people have walked out, so we've lost a fifth of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is worse than the fucking plane gig. Oh god. Oh, oh no. Um. um no, no. Yeah, I think this show is going to be all right. But I tell you what, I am the my my uh, my tolerance for doing pods over Zoom is wearing pretty thin. It's oh. it's brutal. But we're still mm. we're still able to get the magic happening, and that's all that counts. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe uh, maybe sooner rather than later, things will slightly change. Res- restrictions might slightly change. Maybe it's going to be a little bit easier. But we'll see. We'll see. We're all being we're all being very good uh, boys and girls at the moment, respectively. So um, hopefully, hopefully, I love the idea of uh, restrictions lifting in a manner that means that we're still doing the actual episode over Zoom. But you and I are able to get together to do Talking Dum Dum in the same room. <laughs> so yeah. it's us in the same room reflecting over, reflecting about something that we did over a webcam. I think that yeah. would be a pretty interesting dynamic. Yeah. Um, I Have I said this on the, on the show? This is, I just keep thinking about this. You know, people, when, we've, when it first started um, happening, uh, uh, everyone's working from home and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is going to be like um, – this is going to change everything because now everyone knows they can work from home. So why would you ever go to work again? Right. Mm-hmm. And then I reckon about a week to two weeks later, I think the feeling might be now, oh, my God, I'm never going to want to work from home again. This is fucked. Like all of a sudden I going never want to be in my – yeah. I never want to be in my house again after this. I'm going to yeah. – once once COVID nineteen's done, I'm getting I'm moving out of this apartment. I'm putting some possessions into a into a little bindle, and I'm fucking I'm never going home. I'm off oh. these four walls. I'm I'm sleeping right. under bridges. I'm just going. I'm just gonna <laughs> probably overdose within a week of the pubs being reopened. That's yeah. it for me. Are you gonna Are you gonna really just make the most of uh, the situation, reversing and just yeah, get out of that house and just sleep in crowds from now on, wherever you see a lot of people (laughs) gathering, you just follow those crowds around, just to really just just average yourself out over the year. Yeah, just pumped up to do that thing they do at the MCG where you everyone sleeps on the ground at the G to raise money for homelessness. (laughs) But that's but that's there's no charity involved this time. It's just pure like getting our rocks off of like how fucking good's this. It's you're doing that no charity and it's not even an organised event. It's just there's a game on and you're sleeping in the stands with like sixty thousand yep, other people yep. just going nuts. Oh fuck! Absolutely, I can't wait. 
Um, but yeah, no, you're totally right. Like anyone, any, like I was telling you this the other day, I've had a, a handful of conversations with people talking about who do podcasts talking about this going like, oh, it's just so much better. I'm loving doing the podcasts over Skype. It's so much better. Mm. What the fuck are you talking about? How much of yeah. a fucking robot are you that you're that happy to not have the human contact of riffing yeah. in the same room as the boys? Get fucked. Can, can you name them or, or or no, you probably can't name who, who these fucking monsters um, are. No, I'd prefer I'd prefer okay. not to because it is someone I genuinely like. And it's not someone that's within the canon of this show, so it might not mean yeah. a lot to a lot of people. All right. <laughs> But um, well, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll, we'll absolutely fucking destroy these fucking freaks after the show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but speaking of freaks, um, a lot of people subscribe to us on Patreon uh, and donate mm. to the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you very very much for doing that. And uh, of course, a lot of people have upped their Patreon, have joined Patreon um, to to get themselves through this uh, lockdown situation, to get a lot more content in their precious, beautiful little ear holes. And um, thank you very much for doing that. And I hope you've been enjoying it. We've been pumping up a, a lot of um, extra content. Of course, you get this our show for for nothing every Wednesday. But uh, if you want more of that, more. Heaps more. You can go to patreon.com slash little dum dum club and you get not only do you get more, but you um you feed and clothe two little boys from Melbourne every week. Yep. Um and we sort of you know, we've built we've each built a well each. Um we've we've got fresh drinking water. Uh, mm-hmm. and we write you a, a letter every week uh, to tell you about our schooling, about how it's going. Um so yep, if you want, all of that want stuff. That, mm, and get, also get at the that. moment you're uh, you're helping to feed and enable two crippling online shopping addictions that we talked about <laughs> in the main episode of the show. So and we, we cannot, like we said, it, like I said in the episode, it's it's the new pub. A package turning up every every couple of days is doing so much for morale around here at the Masturbatorium. And so yeah. from the bottom of my heart to everyone who subscribes on Patreon, thank you for being a small part of what makes yeah. that happen for me every every other day. Yeah, I got I got one this morning and I I did my little squeal. I did a little squee and then and then skipped into the into the house and to open up and see what it was. It was uh, oh, very man. very very Christmas day. Very Christmas. I really style. I re- spent the weekend feeling very good about my chances of at least one of the packages turning up on uh, Monday, but I was left wanting today. Oh, I meant to say this in the episode. One interesting thing about living in an apartment building and having a big mail room is you do get a bit of a glimpse into what's currently popular online just by the uh by the branding of various boxes that shows up in the in the mail room every day. And I'll tell oh, yeah. you what, the big winner of COVID-19 based on my research down there every day is Nespresso. They are <laughs> absolutely on one as far as this apartment building is concerned. Lots wow. of happy little pod customers uh, getting their little getting their little mocha blends delivered to them every every day or so. Yeah, they're they're fucking wow. killing it at the moment. Yeah, right, right. I've I haven't quite figured out what my what uh, don't say her name is buying, but she's she seems to be buying a lot of stuff. I don't know I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. um she she's into it. I'm just getting a text as I'm looking at you over Zoom. I'm just getting mm. an endless barrage of texts that Ronnie Chang is sending me that is just very on on point, very on brand, just sending me links to things other than Zoom that we can record this pod over. So Oh um, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. helpful. Yeah, very helpful mid pod. Um uh but let's uh speaking of that, let's um 
let's let's talk about the people that are funding these uh, sex in the city style shopping sprees. <laughs> um, what an <laughs> what an arc for you and I, just shopping it up online every night. I love it. This is. Yep. This is this is the most we've had in common in a very long time in terms of our <laughs> lives just perfectly lighting up in the house just yeah. slamming the buy and buy now button nonstop. Oh, I'm I'm I do a to do list every day, right? That I'm, I'm mm. I really try and especially at the moment where it's I'm trying to justify my life. I'm trying to justify what I'm doing in lockdown. You know, you're not just sitting there doing nothing. You, let's get some stuff done. Yep. You know, let's use this time productively. Yep. So I'm I'm running this huge to do list like. Number five on the to-do list at the moment, like for today, is just buy stuff online. Just a reminder <laughs> for me to, to to get to buy stuff so that something can turn up and make me excited really? in about 13 days. Yeah. Wow. Why don't we do a – what about this? Why don't we do like a um a, a secret Santa thing for each other where we set like a <laughs> – whatever it is, like $15 limit. I'll order something yeah, yeah, that I yeah. think you would enjoy to be delivered to your house oh, and vice versa. Wow. And then okay. we can – and then, yeah, when we get them, we can do What's a good limit? 15, 20, 15? I, what's like not tw- over the top? I reckon 20. I reckon 20. 20. 20's good. 20's, yeah, yeah. 20, just a lobster. A lobster each. That's that's the yeah. item itself. That doesn't include postage because if you start to factor yeah. postage in, some some countries, yeah, yeah, if you, yeah, that's yeah. going to leave you no money for the actual purchasing. But, okay, let's do yeah. it. That's, that's um, good. $20. Not secret Santa, secret fuckhead because... It's not Christmas. It's just all. Yep. It's just year round being a fuckhead with with uh, buying stuff online. So, or, or unless we go secret, secret. What, what's uh, secret carry? Secret carry Bradshaw. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> secret Mister Big. Secret Mister Big. Should um okay and 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 we're trying to we need to be clear on the brief. So we're trying to. What, what do you want to make it? Something something that we think the other one will enjoy that they. Um, that they wouldn't have come across themselves. Yeah, yeah. I guess is it is it is it funny in any way, or is it is it just a good present? Hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Should it be? Uh, or should it should it maybe be something that we think would be good for content for the pod? I reckon it other. should be a combo. It should be a combo of all of it. Like it shouldn't be okay. like you. You shouldn't just buy me a Liverpool hat because then it's like oh yeah. next week. Thanks for the hat, Tommy. Okay, right. 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 It, sh- it should be. It should be something that we're not going to. You're not going to chuck out. It's something yep. that you you're going to like. You you might use, but it's also mm-hmm. just a, a good idea, a funny idea as well. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some sort of funny element to it. Yeah, something worth talking about that's actually good. That's yeah. That's not just like oh yeah, I got a dog shit and mailed it to you. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not bad, but yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That, that's, All right. We can't. That's we can't not going to be twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be secret. All right. Secret. Secret. It can't be public carry. It's got to be secret carry. So secret, you can't name yeah. the presence now. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, given how the postal given how the postal service is going at the moment, we may as well call it Secret Santa cuz fucking no packages are getting here until probably December anyway at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yep. This will this will this will be on my to do list tomorrow morning. Now, this will be after buy stuff online. <laughs> buy stuff for Tommy. For online. Tommy online. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yes, All we right. need to say thank you to some of the people who support the show on Patreon. Um, 
we do a different number of these every week. We uh, we we have the unplanned title alternator. I mean, yeah, I've got to say, I'm I'm missing human contact, but I'm also missing probably more than that. I'm missing being in the same room as the unplanned title alternator. It's just mm. not the same. Slightly uh-huh. out of sync, looking at it on a screen. Yeah, it's it's good. It's um, I I have to wash it every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's just the updates I'm getting through from uh, from the people at uh, the Unplanned Title Alternate people at UTA Inc are saying that that's uh, that's apparently we, what we have to do to make sure that uh, that it doesn't catch a computer virus. Um, mm-hmm. I just have to wash the whole computer. I've just got the got it out in the in the little courtyard. I've got the hose on it most days. Um, yep. Yeah, just get up, hose it off, um, go and have breakfast. Come back, hose it off. Uh, mm-hmm. Feed the baby. Come back, hose it off. Yeah, well, that's 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 that, that's the world we're all living in at the moment. You got to be safe. Yeah, yeah, um, and and yeah, sing a song, sing Bohemian Rhapsody as I'm hosing mm-hmm. it off every as time. As you're hosing it off, wow, yeah, every time, yeah. Jesus Christ, mm. yeah, that's yeah, a I'm long hosing. Quite a voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Water yeah, bill massive. must be going through the roof. Yeah, but um, you know, it's worth it to get these uh, you know handful of names correct every week. Uh, so let's let's kick that off this week. Let's um, hitting the big red wet button right now. Uh, let's find out. Number one, cab off the rank. Thank you very much, the Patreon subscriber, James Holt. James Holt. Now I wonder if this man is a descendant of and prepare to have that hat blown off your head. Prepare Whoa. to have your socks absolutely rocked. But um, there was Uh-oh. a. Uh, Previous Prime Minister of this great country mm-hmm. um, by the Go name on. of Harold Holt, who went missing yes. after taking a swim oh, under yes. sort of mysterious circumstances. Now, in, That's I right. believe it's East Malvern, near where I grew up, there's a pool, mm-hmm. a public right. pool. Now, I know you're probably you're hearing on, this on, and you're hang thinking... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang I thought we were talking about the Prime Minister. No, 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 I, I'm about to say, you're probably thinking like these two completely unconnected trains of thought. Mm, what is the thing right. that links them together other than the very tenuous bit, link of both involving bits, a body of water? Yeah, a bit random for my liking at the moment, but it is, okay, I'll allow, I'll allow it. Yep. It's freaking random, but but if you think that's random, then strap in, because the name of the pool is the Harold Holt Swimming Pool. Now, mm, if you can yes. remember a few moments ago, I described the way that this Prime Minister went missing was in the mm. ocean. Uh, you know, right. th- th- this suggests that he's in some way a bad swimmer. Maybe he's drowned. But, you know, people still don't know. Mm. But you have to question. You have to question the logic behind these people building mm. this pool and thinking to themselves, let's name it after the Prime Minister who mm. went missing in the ocean. I mean, that's like, um, that's like if you had uh, the... Um, mm. That's, that's like if you had a fucking um, a, a school for getting shot in the head and you called it the yes. JFK school, you know? Oh, okay, right, okay. Now I'm starting. Now, the, yeah, look, mm. with the metaphor, now I sort of am getting what, you, what you're what dishing out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, that's interesting. That's a fresh take on that. Uh, look, I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about the East Malvern Harold Holt Memorial Pool and I've heard a lot of people talking about him drowning, but I didn't put two and two together until, until – um, until you've you've connected the dots like that, that's that's right. Yeah, I, I started to think, wow, that's. I wish someone else had have come up with. It. Surely someone else should have come up with that before you've come up with it. Now that's been there a long time. That's that's a weird. Came that's up with been what? sitting in plain sight the, the whole time. That idea of what the idea the to name the pool together. after him. No, I didn't no, no, come no, up no, with no. the idea to name the pool. That was that's. I'm just saying that it's that it's funny. 
Right. No, no, that's not what I meant. I, I mean that, that how you've sort of drawn the two together and said, mm. isn't it weird that this guy's drowned but yet they've named a swimming pool after him in which, you know, you can potentially drown. That That's, that's quite yeah, a, yeah. A, a weird Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. I, well, you, you're starting to see you're starting to see what I'm saying mm. which is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I guess the 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 me having that thought, you know, a lot of people have been talking about what they're going to do in isolation and what they want to get done. And you know, a lot of people have talked about how um, you know, Shakespeare wrote King Lear while he was in isolation and this mm. was the task that I set myself was to write the greatest piece of comedy of all time. Right, and so right. I think years from now I'll be looked on as the Shakespeare of this um, of this pandemic uh, having come up right. with the, uh, the, the, the fact that it's a little bit fruity, some might say, to have named a pool after, mm. after a prime minister who disappeared in a, in a large body of water. Right. So they say that uh, if you put an infinite amount of monkeys in a room, they'd write all of Shakespeare's uh, works – but this is the thing. If you put one monkey in a room, he'll write a Harold Holt pool joke. Is that what's going on here at the moment? No, I disagree. I think you need infinite monkeys plus one because <laughs> right. th- this uh, that's how far above the work of Shakespeare, not to toot my own wow. horn, but that's how mm. far beyond the bard I think that this, that this great um, piece of observational material I've come up with is. Oh well, it's it's beyond Shakespeare, and it's also beyond Einstein to have infinity plus one. That's uh, exactly. A lot of thank you. Thinking thank going you. On there. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Uh, that was the the sketch where we pretend to write the most fucking repeated, most obvious joke in Australian comedy history. Thank Not you, bad. everyone, for coming along. Um, Not thank bad. you, James Not Holt, bad. for being Thanks, the, the inspiration behind all of that. Thanks, James. Um. Next Patreon Thanks. subscriber, Jimmy Blackbox. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Patreon subscriber, Darren Kent. Oh, oh. you like yep. that? The sun's the sun's gone down. It's officially nighttime. Let's get a little bawdy. You know, you know what I'm thinking. Let's get a little bit oh, rude on the podcast. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We've had we've had him. We've had him. We've had him. It. Damn, I knew it was too good to be true. Yeah, it did sound a little bit familiar to my ears. Let's start again. Uh, Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber, number two for this week, Aaron Lewin. Lewin? Yeah. L-L-E-W-Y-N? L-E-W-I-N. Ooh, Interesting. Oh, if you think that's interesting, I've got something even more interesting for you, Tommy Daslow. Aaron, A R O N. Just the one A? Just the one. Damn. What do you what think, do you think about, about that? that? <laughs> uh, what a waste of the name Aaron, you know? Agree. Completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah. It's like, what, why call someone Aaron if you don't want to get that sweet little, you know, head start at the start of the roll call and dictionary and everything like that? It's, I mean, let's be real, real Aaron. The uh, the animal, the aardvark. The only reason anyone gives a fuck about it is the double A in the yeah. name. It, yeah, the world's yeah. most forgettable animal. Otherwise, if it didn't have that yeah. that sweet, bizarre name. Yeah. Oh, and also, I mean, again, I don't know everything about animals. I know you probably think I do, but I'm sorry to let you mm. down like this. Um, isn't an aardvark basically an anteater? So anteater was already fucking really close up to the 
top of the dictionary. It's, right. It's A-N. A-N. You don't get too much closer. And then they've just no. gone, oh, well, let's give it another name and just double A it. Yep, yep. They're probably like uh, Albatross getting in there. Probably probably gave mm. the people in it, uh, in it Antida HQ the irrits and they thought, well, yeah. you know, we can get in there. But what I want to know is this name, this spelling of Aaron, what do you think's happened here? Do you think this is parents wanting to go against the grain and, you know, have a bit of a unique um, spelling for their son? Or do you think it's like that they just literally didn't know how to spell it? Is this Ooh. by design or is this a fuck up? I love the idea that it's a fuck up. I'd I'd prefer it to be a fuck up because I think it's like I, I, I don't understand the, the you know, the life that they've given this this kid where it's like, all right, your name's Aaron with only one A and then on, on purpose, knowing that he's saying what I've just said then for the rest of his life. No, only with one A. No. Yep. Yeah. Just got yep. Just got the one A. It's just got the one A. Mm-hmm. Just got the one A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Aaron with one A. It's just got one A. So you're saying he's at Starbucks and he's hearing someone be like, coffee for Aaron? And he's like, no, it's Aaron. He's he's probably got like a different pronunciation. He's probably like you got to be really short and sharp on the A. You know what would be cool actually is if they'd spelt it A-R-A-N and so then – He's he's he can't say it. No, only one A because it's it's got mm-hmm. an A towards the end. Yeah, end yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. really fuck you. That'd absolutely fuck your name forever. You might as well kill yourself if it was. I think and we. Then, and then and then they'll probably misspell your name on on the gravestone as well. So it just just it doesn't stop. I feel like we have a lot of riffs in this bit that that are sort of based on the idea of like. Imagine a parent wanting to cunt their son when it's literally <laughs> five minutes old, just being like, yep. "Oh, sure, this little <laughs> prick, this will, <laughs> this will fucking fix his wagon good." Yeah. Um, well, Elvis Presley's middle name was Aaron, and mm-hmm. it was misspelt on his gravestone. Really, I never knew that. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Um, it is. Uh, it was spelt. Oh, which one was it? I think it was. I think it was oh, – which way was the correct spelling? Um, I'm just going to look it up. Okay. You hear something uh, like that and my, my takeaway from that story is like honestly, like why do anything? You know what I mean? Like if you're going to be him who's like has this incredible career, one of the one of the most famous people to ever exist and you still can't get enough respect for your name to be spelt right on the tombstone, then what's the point? What's the point of any yeah. of us doing anything, you know? This is this is very f- – wow, this is funny. Um, so he his name was Aaron, spelt with one A. His middle name mm-hmm. was Aaron, spelt with one A. Right. And then the right. gravestone's got two A's. And okay. so they're like they're – like, so everyone's complaining um, to the, the company that made the gravestone going, how did you fuck this so bad? How did you misspell Elvis Presley's name on a gravestone? Fucking yep. hell. And then he's gone. Then the the maker of the gravestone has come back and gone. That's what they ordered. The here it is. This is this is the order from Graceland. This is the order from the Presleys. They spelled it with two A's. And then he's actually dobbed them in and gone. His wife Priscilla and his daughter Lisa Marie. Everyone close to him have all seen it. If it was wrong, you'd think they'd want it fixed. How about you ask them? Great. I love Excellent. this guy. This Excellent. guy rules. <laughs> <laughs> well. And and by the way, if if you thought he ruled, then I'll I'll let you know I'll let you know 
what his name is, and I wish he'd mm. subscribe to this podcast, the marketing yeah, yeah. manager of Matthews International Corporation. His name is Danny Majestic. I love this guy. This guy <laughs> fucking rules. Just getting out there and putting the Presleys on blast is fucking sick. <laughs> Danny Majestic. Think Danny of the Majestic. life you could think of the life you could lead with the with the confidence of being called Danny Majestic your whole life. Well, I'm sure you know we've we've seen in the last kind of month or so, uh, you know, in isolation, kind of pushing this along. But people people getting right into the documentary Tiger King. You know, there's the Michael Jordan documentary at the moment. Documentary is a big business now. It seems like. At a certain point in history, every like vaguely colourful character will have a documentary made about them. I wouldn't mind betting that there's a Danny Majestic Netflix doco oh. series in the pipeline. That's what I want to yeah. see. I don't want to know, know about the man himself. I want to know about the guy that spelt the name wrong on the tombstone. I want to go all yeah. the way back through his family history. Not not the Tiger King, the, the spell check king, Danny Majestic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was you know what was funny is this is probably slightly before your time maybe but you know having lived a good chunk of your life before the internet like I remember mm-hmm. them you know like conspiracies there's still conspiracies now but there were there were dumber conspiracies before the internet because there was no way of basically proving anything like you don't really hear too mm-hmm. much about you know Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster and ghosts as much now because I feel like the internet sort of it sort of wrecked all that maybe but a little bit um, yeah. It, yeah, including this, um, you know, there used to be a lot of like, oh, Elvis isn't really dead. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, that's been abandoned over time, I think. But I remember that there were like serious shows that used to be on about, yeah, Elvis isn't really dead. I remember I remember watching one in prime time hosted by Bill Bixby once who played uh, uh, Bruce Banner in the Incredible Hulk series in the 70s. But um, I remember what, it was like a hotline. It was like some sort of telethon they were running, like ring in now if you've spotted Elvis lately. And this is like 1985 or something. Mm-hmm. Ring in. And there was just like people ringing in going, oh, yeah, we saw a fat guy the other day. It might have been him. Yeah. And like, wow, let's look into this. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but w- one of the things that they were really sort of holding on to, like this, you know, s- several things that they were holding on to about like why how Elvis might not be dead. They reckon like a big clue is that, you know, the, the Aaron isn't spelled properly on his gravestone. It's like, imagine that. Imagine like faking your own death and then going, no, but I should leave some clues out there. I should yes, just yes. Make, sh- make sure my middle name is misspelled just to let everyone know. Even though I'm, I've deliberately faked my death because I want to get out of this life and never be seen again, I, I, I should leave a bit of a hint there for people. It, it exactly. It's like I'm going to all this trouble, but I want to make it. I, I want to leave hints, not not just to give people a heads up, but to give the weirdest and most obsessive people out there the heads up that I'm still around. It's yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's really only alerting the kind of person who you would who you're probably faking your death because of them in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? These yeah, like obsessive yeah, yeah. people that are like knocking on your door all the time. You're not going to tip them off. Yeah, it's like I I love the brain that goes, "Oh, the middle name's misspelled. That means he's still alive." That's that's not what sort of thinking is that? That just means yeah. someone at the gravestone company is a fucking moron. That's not yeah. that's not a thing at all. That's nothing. <laughs> well, the Beatles one is great. Which which Beatle is it that people think that, that there's some people that think was uh yeah, died and Paul. was replaced and that's that's classic too like yeah, they left little clues all over the album covers mm. and in the songs. It's like, 
who the fuck, like, <laughs> just pulling off this great crime and then just, like, still singing about it is, like, insane behaviour. Yeah, th- but that was even better because that was the whole consp- conspiracy was, um, the. I think the guy's name was Billy Shears. That was the concept that Paul McCartney died in a, motor, in, a, in, a in a car accident. And so mm. they replaced him with an, an absolute identical twin somehow yep. and got him got this guy surgery um and then just put him back in the band like like that's like that's the most important thing to get someone that looked exactly the same so yes some somehow he still wrote great songs as well and all that sort of stuff um but just just fucking crazy just uh to like i understand like all the fun around it whatever but just to think that in the 60s they had the technology to find some random person and make them look like Paul McCartney. <laughs> like, look at the plastic yeah, surgery yeah, yeah. getting around in 2020 and how bad most of it is. It's right, just they had right, the technology right. back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's funny. Black, it's, that, it's a shame. That, that black and white TV. That black and white TV mm. when this surgery was apparently done. Mm. Well, who knows? I mean, maybe they got, you know, maybe they got lucky. Maybe they, uh, you know, he just died and then they just saw him walk past an open window. But you, but I mean, it is a shame that you don't get that kind of that kind of conspiracy theory anymore. I'd like, I mean, yeah. maybe they're out there, but you just have to go into the deeper pockets of the internet. But in terms of like, everyone has heard the conspiracy theory about Elvis or the Beatles. But like, yeah. any of the main ones that are going around, I'm sure there's people that think crazy stuff about like Bieber or whatever. But there's just, yeah, it's got more of a platform Every- than ever, but it's never going to take hold. Everyone's everyone's saving their conspiracies for like. You know, nine eleven and um, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Government stuff. <laughs> like get get you know get some get some pop music conspiracy. Save some of your some of your um, gunfire, some of your gunpowder for um, you know, like I don't know, Coldplay. Um, so, it, for, is your hypothesis that nine eleven is the Elvis Presley of the modern age? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's a Billy Shears. No, it's yeah. I, my <laughs> yeah, my conspiracy is they replaced the towers and they're still they're actually still they're there. S- they're actually still yeah. there. Wow, that's that's yeah, yeah, really yeah. good. That's a really good one. <laughs> that you've really got your work cut out for you trying to get that one across the line. <laughs> I found an identical twin two t- twin towers, identical yep. twin towers, and just, put them back just, up there. Just replaced them. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. That's that's my conspiracy. Also, very quickly, I I told you, I sort of told you half the story this the other day, but one of my favourite conspiracy, or not, it's not really a conspiracy, but it's it's similar to to what we're talking about. Is I went yep. down a rabbit hole reading about um, male porn stars, and mm-hmm. um, there's a the famous male porn star called Peter North, one of the legends of the industry. And, Can I very um, quickly say we weren't really talking about this? You were talking about it with Adam Knox, and yes. you started talking about it while I got up from the computer to go to the toilet. And I, and when I came back, you were halfway through holding court about gay porn stars. And so, well, don't give it away. I, don't give it I'm away. Th- I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to hear about how this. Yeah, what the actual story is here. Uh, so the story is. Uh, Peter North, legendary porn star. Have you ever heard of that that guy, Peter North? No. Right. Um, one of the uh, main, uh, one of the stalwarts of the industry in the, uh, I guess, 90s and uh, 80s and maybe a bit of 2000s probably. Um, anyway, he, uh, I believe something like he started doing, he started in gay porn. 
um, and then like changed his name to Peter North and then did straight porn. And then people were like finding him in gay porn and going, hang on, is this, is this you doing gay porn? And him going, no, it's not me. And they're like, we're pretty sure it is. That's you. That's actually you. Like it's there's 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 like several videos of you doing this, and he's like, no, nah, yep. it's not me. And he's like, like it, it's this is what you would call proof. He's like, no, 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 that's just CGI. And he 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 was full on trying to argue that in 1982, someone was trying to like set him up to look like he was in gay porn by having Sick. the technology to put his face on a gay porn actor. Yeah. In a Sick. gay in a gay porno in 1982, it's like, man, they didn't have the fucking technology back then. Bruce Lee died around that time, and they put they stuck a, a piece of paper with his face on it on a mirror to make it look yeah. like he was looking into the mirror. They didn't have the the they didn't have the like even if they did it in Star Wars, they would have fucked it up. Let alone some gay porn that was worth about five hundred dollars. And for what so reason this- to make it look like this guy was in gay porn? <laughs> Yeah, so this guy, he he's basically he's set the ball. He basically, you could argue, invented deep fake technology. He planted yeah, yeah, the seed yeah. of the idea. He starts talking about this just like wild, made up thing that people supposedly did. And somewhere out there, like a young, budding tech guru has gone. That's actually not a bad idea. Like if you yeah, could work on this yeah. tech and be able to do that with someone, the possibilities are endless. Well, it's like they say, you know, with every new bit of technology, they they tend to say that a lot of decisions are made because of porn. Because of like, porn, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of distribution, a lot of uh, computer, a lot of internet sort of stuff is all. They're all uh, thinking about uh, possible porn consumers when they're when they're making those decisions. Well, it, just another example. Well, I think famously, it's like whenever there's been two competing formats, the, it, whichever one. Right. Porn That's has it. chosen is what wins out historically. So, like Blu-ray mm. versus, I think it was HD, DVD, VHS, and Beta. So mm. they're probably so deep fake technology is taking off, and it's because of its links to this Peter North in gay porno. Whereas there's probably some kind of other competing technology for putting people's faces onto things that we're never <laughs> going to hear about because porn chose deep fake. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's – I've been looking for a conspiracy to really get my head into. Maybe that's the one I'm going to choose. That's the, that's the hill I'm going to die on. I'm going to go back yep. and just just talk about that Peter North was, you know, some 65-year-old guy that he's probably 65 now mm-hmm. or something. No, mm-hmm. no, no, I don't care. When you were 19, you were in a gay porno. I'm yep. just going to hound yep. him. I'm gonna I'm gonna Great. be like that um the the church that crazy church in America that just turns up at everything, uh, oh Westboro you know, with West Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. I'm gonna be like that. Yeah. I'm gonna turn up at everything there is just with a <laughs> just with a sign that says Peter North did gay porn. Right, and the idea that you're starting this immediately and breaking social distancing and isolation regulations <laughs> in order to do this is a just a great use of the law. <laughs> just, but that uh, that'll get even more press because at the moment there's just no one anywhere. So if you see one person with a placard mm. anywhere, they're going to mm. be like, "Fuck, what's this guy doing? This yeah, is this yeah. is interesting." Yeah, great. Okay. Great, I've got to. Well, I've got to. I, I, that's well. You know what? I don't want to give you too many ideas. I don't want to spoil anything. But you know, with that twenty dollars, I'm, I'm sure you could buy a, a decent looking little placard online. But you know, up to you. Oh yeah. Oh right. Mm. Sorry, we're talking gay porn. I thought the suggestion was going to be get you a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Jesus Christ! I uh, felt like that one went for about twenty minutes. Uh, it, I think it did. 
Uh, let's get a bit quicker. Um, I can hear my child screaming. Uh, thank you to Patreon subscriber, Lauren Watson. Lauren Watson. Mm. Hmm. Elementary, my dear Lauren, as they say. Very in nice. In, Very in nice. Old, uh, in a in a in, in Sherlock homosexual, the uh, <laughs> the old uh, <laughs> the old novel where where they tried to say that uh, that a detective was straight. And, yep, yep, uh, I'm, I, look, yep. I think it's a deep fake. I think that's a deep fake as well. That has to exist as a um as a as an actual porno, right? Sherlock, yeah. Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Homo, it must. Yeah, it's it's got to. There's got to be. There's what about this Sherlock Homo and the and the hog of the Baskervilles? Just, <laughs> yes, yeah, just yeah. Some guy yeah. with the last name Baskerville with a big dick that 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 then Sherlock Homo walks up to with his magnifying glass, and mm-hmm. it just gets fucking twelve foot long. That's yep, yep. that is a good porno. That's a good porno. Damn, I wish I knew more about the character of Sherlock Holmes because I feel like I could really do well, some Watson. good stuff with this. There's Watson, there's, there's yeah. His assistant Watson. He's mm. in, uh, you know, he's in London. Uh, he's yep. got a little hat on. Yeah, uh, the little hat. Yeah, I mean, none of these are things that really explicitly lend themselves to the kind of, um, well, what about, you know. Well, Mor- Moriarty was his enemy, he was his big enemy. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Jack the Ripper was around that time. Anything, anything there? Mm, Jack the I mean, if you bring Jack the Ripper in, if it's like Sherlock bombing, getting bummed by Jack the Ripper, Jack the Rooter. Uh, <laughs> Jack me off the Ripper. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, I, all right. I don't know enough about Sherlock Holmes. That's a, yeah. that's a real... Does anyone engage like, with that feel, stuff anymore? Like anyone, like, yeah, but if anyone that's watching... Sherlock Homo isn't like going. Mm, feels like the co-author didn't know enough about the his initial source here. Like this is this is not cool. Yeah, good point. So if I'm writing the gay porno Sherlock Homo, I can just have mm. just random characters come in who are gay, and it doesn't matter that they're. Well, you've got enough. You, you know, we worked out about five things. Then that's, that's enough. Mm. It's it's yeah. It, no one's seeing like a dick going into an ass and going. Yeah, but uh, this he wouldn't have he wouldn't have done this at this time. Like that was uh, you know eighteen eighty two. Um, anal yeah. hadn't been invented then. The Greeks hadn't come to England and gone check this out. Well, saying that people wouldn't bother to complain about something like that, it's almost as if you're a person who doesn't do a podcast because <laughs> you you and I full know the petty lengths that people are willing, more than willing to go to in, in this day and age, especially now that they've got nothing but time on their hands in isolation. So, look, you, you look. hope maybe you're right, but I, I just, I still, I wouldn't want to chance it. I, I hate to say it, I'm withdrawing my funds from this project. I'm backing out. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not funding this one anymore. Okay, all right, all right. Well, um, okay, I'm going to have to look for offshore funding for this one. Um, yep. Okay, I'll, I'll push on. Um, thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. What a what a what a beautiful um, story to hear off the back of your name while wasting, <laughs> waiting patiently for your name for however many lo- months to hear that riff off this, your name. <laughs> this poor young woman then sitting here and just for three minutes hearing, imagine being gay. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wonderful stuff. Watto, you've done it again. Um, thank you to Patreon subscriber. Anne Chu. 
and chew. C-H-I-E-W. Mm. Oh, didn't see that coming. Mm. I thought we were going for just straight up C-H-U. No, no, no. No, mate. No, mate. There's nah, a mate. little bit more to it than you think. There's always There's more another, than meets the eye. Another vowel, shall, I, shall we say. And chew. Chew. Um, what, uh, and what nationality do you think that is? No, I wouldn't like to speculate. I think I've said enough offensive stuff on Talking Dum Dum this week. That's that's fair enough. Maybe we can get into mm. it next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save my one token for next week. <laughs> All right. Any old business? Yes. Okay. What part of the world? What part of the world this woman be from? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't mind it though. Like if I if I had to pick, if I had to pick um, an Asian surname. Mm. You know, this this would be up there. I don't mind it at all. So you okay? So you are speculating. You think it's Asian? Oh, well, I'm just starting a new conversation. I mean, look. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, look. Uh, let's be fair. Asia. You're saying was part of the world. I, I I thought you would want to go more specific than that. But yeah, look. I'm I'm. I think I'll. I think I'm brave enough to put my hand up and say yes. I I believe it might be from Asia. See, when I thought it was spelt. C-H-U, I felt pretty confident saying that. But now with this spelling, I'm not so sure. I, I've had, I don't know, I've been shaken. Really? That's, yeah. Mm, okay. All right, all right. I mean, look, no one, no one asked me to do this. No one's holding my feet to the fire demanding that I, that I make a call one way or the other. But, um, yeah, something, something about it kind of changed for me in my head. Mm, are, you, well, are you doing a... Are you looking her up on? F- it, I mean, I, look. You know yeah. what? I could always just deep fake her into being in in a <laughs> photo from China and go. Well, there you go. Proven correct. Well, put it this way: I'm looking it up, and it's 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 not looking un-Asian. That's what I'll say. Okay. It. Yeah. Well, the name. The name is what. I'm oh, the saying. name. Okay. Um. Okay. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I, I'm googling it now. I'm now I'm facebooking everyone called Ann Chu, and right. Again, let's. The people aren't looking un-Asian. Okay. Sure. Cool. Yep. Cool. That's all you need yep. to say. Can we can we possibly get cancelled for saying that Anchu <laughs> might be Asian? <laughs> Someone doesn't look un-Asian. Yeah. I think they'd have to – I think there's so many – I think there's so many double – there's such a double negative in that statement that's going to trip them up for long enough that we'll, mm. we'll be able to make a speedy getaway by the time they've worked out what the fuck it even is that we're actually saying. So I think we're, we're, also, we're in the clear. Also, I think they've got their hands full with Sherlock Homo, so they've got bigger fish to fry. I think. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Probably a lot of people have turned off by this point, and that you know. Yeah. Or extremely turned on. Mm, that's one way mm. of looking at I, it. Well, thanks, Anne. All that, all that gay porn we've been talking about. It's uh, very erotic stuff. Um, which reminds me, I got. I, I, look. I'll put this out to the listener. I've, I've put it out to you. I don't know if you were 100% on board with this, but after we talked about like um, uh, uh, hardcore Seinfeld uh, the other week, I was like, I'm into it. I want to. I want to. I want to make it the new Rad Dad and have like a segment. Have have a little sketch. Mm. Hardcore Seinfeld. What? You, let us know what you think out there. I'm a fan. I think. I think Tommy's on the other side of the fence. He's like, he's got eternity to play within his house. He's got nothing to do. With his flat, and he's still going. <laughs> nah, not for me. <laughs> No, I just I just think it's like that already exists. Like we talked about, there's already a Seinfeld porno. I I think we could I think we'd be better. Our skills would be better used 
um, crafting pornos that don't already exist. I don't want to double up oh. with it. I don't want to be able to have our work be compared to something that's already out there. I want to do like yeah, the rad dad porno. I want to find TV shows that don't have pornos about them yet, you know? Mm, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just, just sitting inside and watching Seinfeld every night has just got me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just watching every night and just looking at them and going, yeah, but imagine if they fucked right now. It's just got me absolutely um, inspired. Well, yeah, but I mean, the other, that's the other thing. It's like if you just want to bat off to Seinfeld, you can just do that. There's no, there's no need for you to bring um, that fetish into the world of the show. You, know, you can just masturbate to the things that you want to uh, masturbate to. Yeah, but when I'm jerking off to Seinfeld, I'm thinking, but what if this was tax deductible? Like I'm trying to like, write it off. Right, right. Well, I mean, mm. I guess us just merely having this conversation now maybe, maybe uh, fulfills yeah. that criteria. Also, maybe I should way. look into why I'm why I'm paying someone to jerk off to Seinfeld. So I don't know. It raised, mm. I think it's raised more questions than answers, to be honest, at this point. Yeah. So um, again, and true, congratulations for waiting all this time and getting this riff off the back of your name. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Anne. Uh, all right. Uh, and uh, we've got. Well, let's just do one more. I can. This let's is, just do this one is, more. We're, we're, yeah, we're doing. We've nearly done an hour now, which is. I really yeah, looked at the clock early and thought this would be a short one, and it is not. Seinfeld's uh, uh, just about to start on free to wear as well, whoa. and I can see your little red rocket creeping in through the bottom of that whoa. window. So yeah, whoa, maybe we're better whoa, to whoa, keep whoa, this brief. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, all right. Uh, thank you to uh, our, our, our how many fifth fifth and final uh, contributor this week. Thank you to Patreon subscriber Secret Comedy. Secret Comedy. Mm, mm. You know, like as if. Um, uh, as if we, you know, how we were talking about Secret Santa at the at the, at the start of the show. This is sort of oh, funny. Oh, right, right, you know, right. Imagine that. Imagine if like that had been talked about a lot closer to right now than it than than before. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of thought maybe it was something along the lines of um, uh, you know, like my fantastic uh, uh, joke about the Harold Holt pool in oh. itself being that's that's kind of secret comedy you know it was just hiding there mm. no one no one knew it was there until right, one man right. was brave enough to risk it all to take on the yeah. sacred institution of the Harold Holt pool yeah that is uh th- that could be like that i mean i, I don't i don't know this person um, uh, they might have mm. been named after your joke i don't know but um yeah to me yeah, it yeah. Fe- uh, to me it, to me uh, just off the top of my head it felt like um like that institution, Secret Santa, where uh, mm. you know all of a sudden someone's giving you something you don't know what it is, you don't know where you got it from. Except with this, you got comedy. You start laughing in the middle of nothing. You don't know why. Yep. You don't know who's made you laugh, and you go, "Oh, nice! I've just got some secret comedy." Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. And yep. comedy. Do you think that's Asian? Uh, <laughs> I, it doesn't sound un-Asian to me. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> me either. <laughs> <laughs> There, there is a, a silent X in there somewhere, so I, was, I kind of thought maybe it is, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, okay, that, that's all There's adding a, up. It, it is, well, to be honest, it is spelt N-G-C-O-M-E-D-Y, so yeah, maybe it is, maybe it right. is. Right, yeah, definitely sounds, yeah, yeah. Definitely sounds, uh, <laughs> sounds Asian to me. Well, Secret, thanks very much. <laughs> thanks very much for supporting the Little Dum Dum Club, and thanks everyone who supports us on Patreon. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, get on if you're not already, patreon.com slash Club. Guys, thanks for joining us. LittleDumDumClub.com if you want merch, uh, links to all the other stuff that we have going on. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
See, See you, mates. mates.